Greetings, stowaways. This episode comes with content warnings for disease, vomit, parasites, and zombies. Please note that the disease is thoroughly fictional and bears no resemblance to past or present real-life diseases. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Greetings and salutations, and welcome to Flintlocks and Fireballs, where a handful of mad actors will attempt to survive the treacherous waters of Dungeons and Dragons. I'm your host and Dungeon Master, Jason Phelps, and I'm joined as ever by Robbie Beast Bellicon, <gasps> Sam Beeston Burns, <laughs> and Ellie Bees Sparrow. Bees. <laughs> <laughs> uh beeston is a town in i i think it's like a subset of leeds are there bees there uh, uh, there's also one in nottingham yeah really common name beeston mm. mm. yeah, it's unclear whether the, whether it has bees or beast mm. or stuns mm. <laughs> the beast of beeston is a um <laughs> Named... Uninspired name for a horror novel. Indeed. <laughs> we named this town after that time the beast of beast and stunned all the bees. <laughs> that's how our culture of apiary began. And now <laughs> let us demand what words of wisdom may yet come <laughs> by asking future us what messages from the present. <laughs> it's Future Jason with messages from the present. This episode of Flintlocks and Fireballs is brought to you, as ever, by you. A massive thanks to our crew members on the Flintlocks Patreon who help keep this ship sailing. There's a wealth of extra content and bonus features for patrons, including regular blog posts, extra stories narrated by the cast, artwork, and a monthly poll for the community to help design an element to go into the game. You can check it out at patreon.com slash flintlocksandfireballs. Link in the description. We are an affiliate of Xavi, fine producers of nerdy garments and handy household items. Remember, you can click through the affiliate link in the description and use code FLINTLOCKS20 to take 20% off clothing and FLINTLOCKS10 to take 10% off not clothing. Once again, we're involved with the online group heist game Agent Venture, the most fun you can have on a Zoom call while keeping your shirt on. Pull off a heist, infiltrate a base, and save the world with only a laptop, an internet connection, and your socially distant friends. Check out the link in the description. And that's it for announcements this time. Back to you, Past Jason. It's actually the voice I used for Far Future Jason. <laughs> a few episodes ago, when I did future messages from the future as that person. Now that you're talking like an old man, I have a demand. You must make your old man sound. <laughs> that's the one. Oh, God. My favourite noise. My old man sound is not unlike my zombie sound. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, we're probably going to hear that a lot this evening. I'm doing a lot of practices drawing faces at the moment, and whenever one of them's an old man, Jason will look over my shoulder and go, Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Speaking of the elderly and the seemingly living dead, it's time for us to begin. Flintlocks and Fireballs. Our land stands on the saber's edge. Our cities are a powder keg. Brother chains, brother, no one's free. A life on land is short, you'll see. 
So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcineer. No kraken storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear. Previously, on Flintlocks and Farbles, the party have made their way to the Institute, hidden behind the guise of the Five Points Manufacturing Company linked to the mysterious Gold Star, and indeed the yellow five-pointed star that they found on crates since really kind of early on in the campaign. Having retrieved several members of the Institute from an, from an expedition gone, well, gone awry on the way back after a kidnapping by Achin Raiders, uh, the party discovered that the purpose of the expedition was to retrieve a rare and uh, believed to be cryptobiological uh, sample of a fungus known as the Blue Death. The Blue Death, uh, at least according to legend, seemed to have military uses which attracted the attention of the chief researcher and resulted in a lot more funding going towards the project. The infected members were brought back to the cleric and uh, as far as could be told, uh, known, healed with lesser restoration spells provided by the cleric and, uh, by, uh, and by Corzin. Several members were kept under observation, while others were allowed to leave. The party burned the one sample of the Blue Death that they'd been able to acquire, and retreated after uh, after getting some dessert uh, to a uh, to an apartment which had been accorded to them up on the fourth floor. So five stories up, this would be. Uh, of the res of the various residences, a sort of apartment block uh, created in a, in, a, in quite a stylish manner, ivy climbing up the walls and everything—a a combination of classical and colonial architecture. You settled in to sleep after making use of the facilities, including running water. And a bathtub, which you were able to heat with prestidigitation. Uh, a mini bar, which you raided. <laughs> and after a scant few hours of sleep, you were awoken by the sound of. <coughs> you went to investigate, causing grabbing your sort of bandolier of weaponry, creaked open the door. Celestia cast. Um, detect thoughts and it's still up it's still up up. yeah yep and at and you sense like something like 16 um mines within 30 feet range in every direction uh or between uh like it's hard to get a number there's certainly plenty of mines and causing you turned and you saw a figure just lit by the blue moonlight filtering in through the window at the end of the stairwell. Perhaps a researcher, hard to tell who, in a dressing gown. But they turned towards you, and you caught just a glimpse of violet eyes, before, with a sudden (laughs) they leapt up 
and grabbed hold of the ceiling before scuffling with terrifying speed straight towards you. I need everyone to oh, roll no. initiative, please. Uh. Okay. <laughs> 17. 19. Bugger, am I Five. going first? Five was that scamp. Okay. Yep. Okay, so, and the creature. Cool. Rolls that. Okay. Oh, no. Uh, Everything's terrible. So, (laughs) Celestia, um, you hear, you can't see, but you hear a sort of (coughs) sound and something scampering suddenly. Uh, So, if you wish, you're able to leap to the doorway and uh, see what's going on, or you can do otherwise. You currently have Detect Thoughts active. It has... On its turn, it's likely to enter within a 30-foot range of you, uh, but it is not currently within 30 feet of you. Okay. Um... Oh, it's not within 30 feet of me. Not yet, but you could move to within 30 feet of it. Uh, I was hoping to be closer. How close do you have to be for shocking grasp? It's like touch. Oh, it's it's touch. You need to be within five feet. You Very could, sweet. yeah, you could get up to the doorway next to Corson and then hold uh, a shocking grasp attack for when it comes within range. Um, I think Celestia is half asleep actually, because she's just woken up. So like, hang out of the door, like half <laughs> suiting up. <laughs> Look out at this thing again. Oh god, what the fuck is that? And just cast vicious mockery in a panic. Yeah, you just stumble up like, ah! <laughs> like, uh, okay, so quick wisdom save for that. Just thing. a sort of whoops burst of magic comes uh, out, you know? Okay, you uh mm. it fails, roll damage, mm-hmm. and has disadvantage on its attack. Yeah. Um so that is hang on. Oh, yeah, no, it's it's sorry, I've got my D4 numbers wrong because it's 3D4 now. Because okay. we're at past level 11. Well, none of the 3D4. Guys. D4, there we go. Okay, go for it. It's a spider D4, thank you, Sarah. Um, so that is 8 damage. 8 damage with a sort of... <laughs> it drops from the, uh, from the ceiling, lands on the floor... <laughs> spins round you can see there's now blood uh coming from a uh, from a gash in its head one of its uh limb it looks like it probably uh like from the way it's suddenly moving like it might have dislocated a shoulder or something when it landed so actually a fairly serious wound uh but it's not enough to take it out in one uh, in one go i have a question yeah is it anyone you recognize uh roll a perception check please mm. Because I think there's the initial panic, yep. and then she'd actually look. You know, um, that is thirteen. Uh, um, uh, it is. Uh, it's a. It was before its skin started to acquire this bluish tint. A uh, human man, blonde, long hair. No one you recognise. That's not good. No. That's very That's bad. Really not good. Yeah. Yeah, that suggests they've come from somewhere else. Mm, or it suggests it's spreading, which is worse. Mm. Okay. Uh, anything else in your turn, Celestia? 
I'm trying to think if there's anything else useful I can do. I think I want to like conserve my inspirations okay. until okay. we see how bad this is. You see this creature continuing, it hits the ground and then <laughs> continues skittering towards you. All right, can I prime my net gun? Yes, you can. Uh, shoot it at it. Oh, I forget you okay, have so that. So it needs to make a. Uh, yeah, well, I got it mm. in uh, Golden Grants of Guildenstone. Yeah, what's the range um, on that? I think I, it's thirty I'm, feet. So you just need I to wait. I believe it is thirty feet. Yeah, yes. once it comes within thirty feet, you'll 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 launch the attack. So yeah, uh, which like, on its which it immediately does. It scrabbles forward 30 feet, it started 60 feet away, and then dashes as a bonus action as it just moves, wall crawls with terrible speed towards you. Uh, so it needs to make a deck save. Yes. Uh, uh, which DC it, 13 deck save. Which it fails. The net gun... Nice. The net uh, flies out and... Uh, just as it's beginning to make the rest of its 30-foot movement uh, is... Uh, the net springs out, tangles its limbs in it, and it is restrained, so it can't move any further forwards. It just okay. scrabbles. Uh, I w- it will try and, instead of attacking for its action, it will try and break free with uh, an acrobatics check. Okay, I'm uh, going to use my bonus action to uh, designate it as my Slayer's Prey. Uh, okay, normally you do need to do that before on your turn, but uh, because because you're holding action, but I'll let, I'll say that you did that on your turn because it wouldn't be it didn't require. Yeah, you to, well, to it's literally the only other thing I can do. Yeah, this, uh, so you, you slay as prey uh, designate this. I did the main action. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You you slay as prey designate this. Uh, it stumbles to the ground. Yeah. However, it does then roll a dirty twenty to break free. So it sort of thrashes around, gets out of the net. Uh, but it's now, uh, but that's its action. It's now thirty feet from you. Can't move any closer. It just spends the rest of its round escaping the net. Um, by the way, it right, takes okay. one minute to reload those nets into the net guns. Uh, yeah, well, it's like it's a whole net. You've got to like spring it back into place. Yeah. Oh no, I'm just saying that's, that's like a really good dumb, option, really. and it's a shame it takes a minute in between. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's actually, if you're in a real fight at that point, it's actually easier to pick up the net and use it just like a net. <laughs> yeah, which I may yet do, but um, that's that's all I've got so far, I think. Okay, which brings us um, to Scamp, uh, then. Yeah. Oh, dear. Um, how, how far away am I at this point? Uh, you are in bed, so you so rolling out of bed, you, you get to the... I'm going to say you can get to the door and be like... 20 feet away from it uh, with, the, with your movement because the bed isn't Ugh. too far from the door well that doesn't look good um, what is uh, what is going to be non-lethal I don't <laughs> want to kill a member of staff <laughs> which this does appear to be is there a way of doing frostbite non-lethal or Ooh, frostbite pretty lethal don't it? uh that's an interesting one cold is one of those ones where you can just about justify it i think i need because frostbite is literally like causes frostbite i need an arcana check from you to once to see if you can modify the spell to kind of just like cause low level um hypothermia instead <laughs> no i can't that's a 10 yeah. oh damn I no it's, uh, <laughs> sorry that's not quite 
Honestly, you didn't need much more than that, but uh, but it's not quite enough, I'm afraid. But I rolled a four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the the sp- frostbite spell is designed to cause frostbite. Yeah. Um, uh, am I now committed to using it? Or no, no, no. That's your that else? like you just take a moment to think. Could I modify this? No, I can't. What's in this corridor? Uh, other than this person, there are a number of doors, some ajar, uh, leading into different rooms. And oh, uh, <laughs> in terms of the corridor, mm. there are all of the furnishings in the room behind you. Uh, there are uh, there are some small like slots in the wall where people could put they could just like place a candle if they wanted. Uh, like there are little candle spots for for, for, for for hallway illumination. The candles are currently blown out. Um, uh, Is kind of... it near any open doors? Oh yeah, it's it's like right between a pair of a, a, a pair of open doors. Uh, Is well, there any way doors. I could hit it with a door? <laughs> if I hit a door, would the door hit it? Oh, you think it's salmaturging it? <laughs> Uh, potentially, no, no, yeah. I, like, gonna, I mean, yeah, actually, you could because these doors open outwards uh, because of uh, because fire safety. <laughs> and yes, they did think of, this is uh, the dwarven architects built this, so uh, they would make the doors open outwards so that, so that, to lead to the exit. Huh. Although, actually, wouldn't it be inwards actually to avoid blocking the corridor? Yeah, I was going to say in. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 no, no, no fire safety. Sorry. Otherwise, in which case, basically. Arcana check to override the direction the hinges normally move in. Well, if the if the but there's none pointing out into the corridor because I was going to blast them with a oh with an already open door of Eldritch blast. Yeah. Oh, okay. But if they uh, don't open into the corridor, that ain't they don't work. open into the corridor now. Uh, you oh you can you Eldritch blast. You could try and basically uh, if you can Eldritch blast, you can. Because that causes force damage, you could maybe do the equivalent of sucker punching them. Blunt force damage? <laughs> uh, it's it, the force damage is yeah. weird. Um, like I would say that you can do disabling damage. They'll you'll cause them you'll cause them injuries, but you can like, uh, but you can like fu- uh, 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 like you can fuck up uh, their legs a bit so they can't. Uh, uh, Easily move, so they can't move as easily, like cause them some serious bruising. Yeah. Fair like, enough. I want unconscious, not internal bleeding. Yeah. That's the concern. But. Uh. You, might, you might potentially want to do these one at a time, though. I don't know that I get that option. Okay. Then, in which case, you need to can decide. Can you fling them wide? You, could, you need to decide how many you want to target this thing and how many you want to target, go off target. Because you got three. How much damage does it look like it's taken? Oh, uh, it so... is seriously wounded. It's it, one of its arms is oh, dislocated. Boy. It's sluggish. Okay. Well, I'm gonna use two of them to sort of try and illuminate the corridor since they're okay. crackling energy streaks, and just see if there's anything else down here. Got it. And uh. roll and hit hit him with one. If I can. Yep, Assuming you can. I don't miss horribly. Roll your attack. I should. I just rolled three at once. I'm going to roll one for him and two just yep, to make one sure for I him. don't miss horribly. Oh, well, that's great. That's a 14. That hits. <laughs> oh, wow, good. And the other two are guy, good enough that I'm not <laughs> going to accidentally hit him. Mm. 
I'm checking I don't roll ones because a one right now would be. Yeah. Um. Okay, where's my D10s gone? Come to me. That's a whole six force damage. Okay, that's enough. Are uh, you the 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 blast of crackling pink energy catches him under the chin, and you see his eyes roll back and he slumps down as of the tangle of net, breathing shallowly huh. and unsteadily. Uh, we we need to restrain that. Also, where the hell did yeah, that um, come from? Scamp, roll a perception There's check because he just eliminated wait, the corridor. How did it happen, and how did it? I, should we be touching? Should we be not touching or not going near? What was that? I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm going to message Lady Grace. Um, okay, you think you know the broad really direction of Lady Grace's um, She's all right. apartment. So you send a message. What message do you send? Lady Grace, sorry, late. This is just the message spells. So you don't need to count words. Oh, don't I? Okay. Um, so I mean, like, in theory, it's like 25, but like you're out of combat. Okay. Sorry, it's late. Zombie in the corridor. Blue. Mushroom related, possibly. No response. Shit, she's not responding. Do we know if it doesn't work if you're sleeping? Uh, it, it basically makes the voice appear in your ear and gives mm. the opportunity to respond. It's auditory, so... If being talked to in your ear would wake you up, which it would for most people, uh, then, like, like to the, to the best of your knowledge, Lady Grace is not a very heavy sleeper. Yeah. Might try a mage. Okay. You do. You repeat the same message to Viv. No response. So message is broadly directional. They need to be in the sort of area you think they are. You know what room they were, were in broadly so you think you have uh, like so you think you have the right direction mm. but it could be that you either got the direction wrong or they are not in that room right now or they're you don't know dead yeah, yeah. <laughs> or they're dead <laughs> well they're not there should i send is it worth sending were these doors open earlier i don't know looking at the doors um I'm just try knocking on the door really you sure I mean, if they're in there, they'll answer, surely. Um, yeah, yeah but let's that check might be everything problem. else around here first. About half the doors are open, half the doors are shut. And not open, but like ajar. And earlier on? All of we them were shut when you went to bed. Because it's people's right. rooms. I still have to take thoughts up, do I? Do I still you have You do. That? It's been less than a minute. You weren't concentrating on anything else. Can I pop in and out of a few doors and see if I hear anything? Yeah. Within this... On this floor... I don't want to do how many. I want to literally, like, go in, even if it takes me a bit longer, because you said how many there were. Cool. Uh, um, you, you said have... there were about 16 mines. That's fine. You've got... So let's say you've... Let's say you can get four more through four mines in this time. Okay. I want you to roll a d12 for me, please. d12. Okay. Ring d12. Ten. Ten. Okay. The... You flick through four mines. The sensation you get from four mines, all of which are on this level, mm-hmm. aren't exactly um 
clear thoughts. All the muffled, confused thoughts you get from dreams. They're more animalistic. You get impressions of wait, listen, spread, smell. Okay, we got four more. Those are just yeah, the four where? you were able to listen to before your spell goes off. I point out the rooms. Uh, and that might mean more than that, because I just happened to have a thought spell up still, and I did what I could. All four that I checked. It sounds like they're actively okay. trying to spread. Listen, smell, spread. What they said. Well, let's, uh, let's get them... Let's knock them out and lock them up, I guess. So we have a key for our room. Yeah, I've also mm-hmm. got um, a pair of manacles, but that's uh, only going to work for one of them. What if we just lock the door? Let's get as many... Hmm. Yeah, I think maybe we try restraining them somewhat within the room, and I just worry about them going out a window. Yeah, true. Yes. Well, if they're, if they're like that one to take down, we could be okay. But that was just a researcher. If we're coming across guards or people who are a little more mm. used to combat, Speaking it's going to be a different story. of which, um, through Celestia, one of the one of the doors nearby is ajar, leads to a room in which you didn't sense a mind. Kind of as you're walking out, like peering out to check, you glance through that door, and you can see. There is a room much like the one you were quartered in, and the window has been slid open. I think you're right about the windows. Bugger. Yeah. Okay, let's do this as quiet as we can. Let's go room to room and see if we can restrain people. Yeah. It was opened, not smashed. They're smarter than an average zombie then. People got gloves. Um, I believe you do all have gloves of one description uh, or another in your packs. Yeah. Because I got I mean, like woolly ones. At least it's something, and then I can prestidigitate anything that is on us. All right. Yeah, that just makes in sense. case it's a touch thing, because it might be. It might be that they have to bite you or something, but it might be that you just touch. Oh, them. You're, you're quite oh. right. Well, if, if it's the same okay. as um. Like, like, uh, well, a lot of other spores or poisons like that. Yeah, it could be touch. Mm. Well, if it's spores, it might be breath. Mm. Mm. <sighs> you do remember the vomit as a thing, so probably, so you'd like probably definitely uh, you you doubt it would be breath based, but the blue icor is more likely to be a thing. In fact, examining this uh, creature. You can see that um, there is just a faint hint of that kind of bluish specks around their mouth. Like, it's not quite the full-on vomit froth yet. Mm. But it it matches up to what you saw in the expeditionary team. Yeah, it's the vomit, isn't it? Mm. Alright, so it has to be ingested in some way. Right. Mm. Right, Well, that means we can... uh, or yeah, you have get this to one into this room. I wouldn't touch it either, just in case. 
but if it's specifically the vomit, that at least narrows that down a bit. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Rather than just don't touch them at all, which is harder. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, let's um, tie this one up. Okay. You have rope and you also have the net. Uh, I'm going to say you probably use the rope uh, so that you can stuff the net back in if you want to take a minute to do that. Mm. Yeah, I will. Sailoring check to tie them up? Uh, yes, actually no. You, like this is for the, for the purposes of this check. I'm going to say you can essentially take ten. Right, great. Yeah, in which case that's an eighteen. This creature is not especially dexterous. Fast, well, I guess it's but an unconscious creature. Yeah, like yeah, it's unconscious. Yeah, okay. So still breathing proper then. <laughs> uh, in fact, yeah, still breathing shallowly because unconscious, but oh, that's very odd. much alive. Like, as in mechanically not counting as undead? As far as you can tell. Like, you can see it breathing. Uh, You also notice... Give me a medicine check, please. Okay. If you want to examine it closely. Yeah, I do. That's 25. Okay, 25. Examining it closely, you notice a few things. Uh, First of all, there is a violet glue-like secretion coming from the pads of its fingers and it's also not wearing any footwear you can see the same from its toes oh giving a little test with a st- right, we with might be able to track finger. these things through this yeah peering carefully you can see uh little residues on the ceiling from where it was wall crawling um probably that's how right. it was able to do that i'm guessing that's another thing we shouldn't touch then um, yeah, it looks oh, like yeah. it's being secreted from the sebaceous glands. Mm. Ew, it's a horrible you... word, sebaceous, isn't it? Oof. Yeah. Uh, you also notice that the inside of its mouth and nose is just completely indigo. Uh, but there are also, although, kind of, if you want to, let's say, you light a candle, take a, a closer look. Put a dancing light light into its mouth. Uh, You can see there is actually um, a more organized structure, what looks like a series of blue and violet nodules that seem to be, that seem to go down its throat and spread out little tendrils elsewhere. Mm. This seems to be the core. If you had to guess, this is probably the core of whatever is controlling it. Mm. Is there this anything... amount of physical transformation in such a short amount of time? Hmm, it's not good. What the hell? Well, mushrooms grow fast, don't they? They turn up overnight sometimes. They can. Mm. Speaking of which, probably know a lot of mushrooms, because Underdark... Hmm. Is this mm. remotely familiar or anything like it? Nature check with advantage. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good, kids. Um, that is... What is my nature skill? I never use it. I don't know. Hang on. Um, it's a 16. So not 16. terrible, actually. Okay. Um, you don't know this... This you've never encountered this mushroom, uh, this type of fungus before today, but you have heard of magical fungi. They're rare, 
they tend to grow in places like the natural uh, breathleaf oases in the deep caves uh, where the, where magic is strong. And in cases like that, you can, if aided by magic uh, or can use or, or if parasitizing usually like dead creatures or sometimes living ones, they uh, they can they can magically enhance their metabolism to achieve terrifyingly fast growth. Mm-hmm. You have heard of a particular type of fungus which has been uh, in the deep caves, which has been known to take control of um, runaway slaves and make that force them to return to settlements and drive them insane in an attempt, like into insane berserker rage and attempt to spread them themselves. Okay, right. I passed that yeah. on. Essentially, Probably. the 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 essentially the fantasy equivalent of cordyceps. I don't know what that is. Yep. It's the fungus that in the real world that drives uh, ants insane and replaces large sections of their nervous system. Oh, yeah, dude. As part of its um, reproductive strategy. Ow. But yeah, I say that. Yeah. Gross. Oh, um, like so disgusting. You're like, don't think about it too hard. It's awful. Right. How on earth would make that like no, that's oh what kind of deranged mind would come up with this sort of thing? Yeah, what kind of <laughs> What sort of deranged Patreon poll would have resulted <laughs> well, in, in these creatures? I just can't put the options on there for people to the vote people on. People who true? would vote for this. Yes. <laughs> I wouldn't be seen with any of them. I'd be terribly embarrassed. <laughs> we love you so much. <laughs> you also notice one other thing, Corson. <laughs> Um, this isn't due to your medicine check, though. This is due to your passive perception, visual perception of 23. Right, yeah. 24. You see, 24. <laughs> you see a, f- a figure clamber up the, on the roof, up the stairwell onto this floor, twisting its head. Seems to be a halfling. Sim- again, dressing gown, just turning its lambent pink eyes, violet eyes. Over there. Ah, shit. And at this point it goes... <laughs> and it lets out a really bright, a really high-pitched scream. And this time I definitely need you to roll initiative again, please. Oh, dear. Okay. As this is going to get a little bit 18. more intense. 18 um, 19 again huh. oh okay God, I, I hate going first in these fights because i have like no plans <laughs> well, not there are some far. fights where you're like yeah i get to go first and other ones you're like no i need more time please and don't make me <laughs> i'm just gonna roll these two things separately okay so uh the dr- so there's going to be uh, the first person to go then is Celestia, I'm going to say that you're kind of still near the room, so it's about 60 feet away, because um, it's the it's all the way down the hall. Um, but you do have the jump on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh... God, it's a bugger that it's 60. Um... I know I'm like reserving 
Not a bad idea. A bit, but I don't know how many there are, so I'm sorry that I keep doing the same thing. Um, but I think... I think the most sensible thing I can do here is run 30 feet towards it. Yep. And go, shut up! Ah, be quiet! And <laughs> do a vicious mockery. Okay. <laughs> uh, it fails its wisdom save, roll damage. Yay. Uh, anything... Uh, so, go for it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm being picky over my D4s because I'm weird. It's okay. <laughs> Fair warning, probably going to be a number of short fights in this. I get, I'm getting that feeling, yeah. Um, oh, that's not bad, though. That is a 10. Okay, 10. Uh, that's enough. Uh, as it, it, it kind of <laughs> reaches, grabs its head, shudders, and drops to the ground. <clears throat> and the impact is enough to knock it unconscious. Okay, cool. However... You begin to hear from all around the building Fuck. as um, other dro- no. as other mycoid drones respond to the screech. No. Fight is still ongoing. Uh, anything else in your turn, Celestia? Um, again, I don't know how long this is going to go on for, so I'm tempted to just wait. I think. Okay, go for it. You hold. You, you just hold the inspirations yep. for a point where we need them. Okay, because I guess you'll kind of hold your bonus action if need be for well, inspiration. Like people or, only. Have... Oh, actually, you can't. You can't. You, you can just. You just inspiration on another turn as well. Yeah, I do. Um, okay. but like, yeah, people only have inspiration for ten minutes. Yeah, good point. And I don't, I don't know how long this is going to take. Cool. So. Um, still, you're t- you go first. Uh, the rest of the drones don't uh, don't haven't acted yet. Uh, so, but you can hear from the screeching that there are three in a room uh, next to you. The door is currently closed too, but they're probably about 20 feet from you. And there's definitely another three, another 30 feet away, and another three, another, uh, 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 another, fifth, uh, another 20 feet away in a different direction. Right, okay, so, um, is there something in the room that I can use, like a chair or whatnot, that I can brace against Uh, the door to stop it from opening? Yeah, if you want to, if you want to pull everyone into, if you want to pull the three of you into the room you're in, you can, uh, because the door's open inwards, so you can brace it. In which case, I'll say, Celestia, you kind of like... So everybody get behind me! Okay. Yeah, Celestia, uh, you're you're gonna have to like drag Celestia back because Celestia ran forwards thirty feet. Oh, I did. So yeah. Celestia's, the, but I guess Celestia. No, that's, there's not really much. To you do know that. what? I also don't want to give up that movement. So I'm gonna stay there. Okay, you stay where you are. Got it. Uh, so Celestia is in the is in the is in the hallway. But if you want, you can start barricading the door and like. Tra- although you, this will trap Celestia yeah, on the other I side. Think- it's an issue. Oh no, no, not this door then. Um, oh, you want to try and if block- I know that there's. Yeah, yeah. If I know that they uh, they um, move in, what sort of uh, door handles? Is it the actual like um, L-shaped door handles? Yeah, yeah, L-shaped ones. Right. In which case, then I'm just gonna um, prop a door against uh, uh, against that so that it can't move down. Not a bad idea. Okay, you take a chair and just ram the it underneath the door so that it can't so the handle can't turn. Okay, even the odds a little bit. Okay, that blocks off uh, them. I'm just going to make a note of that. Uh, anything on for your bonus action? Um, don't think there is anything else I can no. do. No, I was 
No, no, it's not no. worth pulling cool. a spell you're on this yet. Uh, it's all right. No. You'll be ready to react then. Uh, scamp, yeah, top of the I'll, round. I'll just get the uh, belaying pin out. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, you ready your belaying pin. Scamp, uh, roll uh, 2d100s, please. Because oh, no. tides are discharging. Seventy-five and ninety-three. Mm. Ooh, okay. So we're going to go from the standard uh, one for this time. So you feel oh, a strange no. sensation, as if you're going to. You feel light, but a uh, light blossoming within you, uh, which could either shine out, or could gr- or could bring you growth. Because being big right now will be really helpful. Hmm. <laughs> uh, Oh, the I get to is be big or make yourself a beacon of focus. Choose. I'm going to, I'm going to glow rather okay. than be big and awkward. Scamp suddenly burns with a brilliant pink white light, uh, illuminate, illuminating thirty foot uh, with bright light and another thirty foot beyond that in dim light. Uh, they are um, almost blindingly bright. You might not want to bright. get close. Yeah. Okay. Almost like stay back a little bit. <laughs> Sunglasses down. <laughs> it does help. Uh, okay, so Scamp, what do you want to do? There are three three drones. How many you can... can I see now? Uh, you can't see anyway because any any without opening some doors. There are three that cause a, that you th- from a sound that Corzin has just uh, trapped behind a door. There's another three. Uh, 20 feet away in a, behind an unopened door and another, another three 15 feet away behind an unopened door just based on the screaming I guess I'm going to open a door this is a okay. bad idea I'm going St- to open a, I'll open the nearest door okay you walk through open a door you see leaping Hello. leaping out of hiding positions in the beds or one from the bed one from behind a chair one dropping uh, one scrambling along the ceiling are three bluish halflings with glowing eyes oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do three eldritch blasts what each i guess okay roll damage uh, roll attacks please and then damage. Lowest was a 13. Or hit. Okay. Roll damage. Oh, oh dear. Uh, that's two ones and a 10. Okay. Oh, wow. uh, so for this, it's actually important to know the total. So 12 damage. Okay. Um, that actually... Oh, well, it's two individuals. I'm doing one against each. So it's, oh, it's no, one you're against not. one, one against another. Oh, no, you're no. not. We're into variant rule oh, time. Oh, because they're a... Yep, because oh, just... as you hear the screeching, you hear the pounding of feet uh, and the scrabbling of hands as the swarm converges on you. Oh, no. Oh, good, some crawling up the walls in through the windows of open doors, some coming up the stairs, some bursting out of other doors and converging on your position. <laughs> so you have done 12 points of damage to the swarm. Uh, it is actually enough to drop those three uh, specifically. So three. If of the... anyone ends within their turn within five feet of me, though, they might be blinded. <laughs> yes, this I is going to affect. I don't know how affect... that's going to affect a swarm. It's going to have some interesting effects on on you. 
okay, so that, but yes, those three do drop to the ground unconscious. Like one with, uh, one you kind of break, uh, like like you break their jaw and just the pain knocks them out. Uh, another, you p plant two uh, blasts into their chest and knock them back into the one behind. And the pair of them collapse into, a f into just a pile of flailing limbs, just too tangled up in the bedding to do anything. Uh, anything else, Skemp? I'm gonna get some sorcery points back because I've not used many spells, but I've used a lot of sorcery points. Okay, you uh, use the charges the, the of power bonus action. to refocus your energy. And at this point, the swarm, uh, the swarm appears. There are now well, you took out three, and three more are temporarily suppressed. So, uh, twenty-four. Um, dro uh, mycoid drones converge on you from all directions. Uh, the swarm is wide enough that some are able to surround Celestia, some are able to get up to scamp and start clawing or punching at them, some are able to just grab hold of Corzin and try and drag you in. So that means all of you except scamp uh, need to roll. Uh, this is a swarm, so need to roll a dex save. Scamp, roll it with advantage, please. Okay. So everyone needs to. Everyone scamp. needs to. Um, okay. Ooh, that's an 11. <laughs> okay. Uh, 27. Ooh, that's 16. Okay. All of you make your save. So you do take damage, but you take half damage. Um, so... All of you take nine half to four bludgeoning damage from okay. as they as they, so many hit points I've got. <laughs> as they punch and strike mm. you. I have sixty-nine hit points. Hey, nice. 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 <laughs> um, in addition, however, as the uh, as the as the icor strikes you, something is a bit a little different. You feel the funk like there is there is bluish icor on their fists, on their claws, spittling from their mouths, and you feel it almost burn as it tries to as it tries Ooh. to aggressively parasitize you. Uh, so you all, well, almost all. The base damage is thirteen, halved to halved to six. But it's poison damage, so causing you take three. So okay. another six on top of what we just took. Yep. Cool. Okay. Oh, I don't have sixty-nine hit points anymore. Hey. Not nice. I also realised I did that wrong, and you should have That's taken. Sad. You should take those at the start of your turn. But meh. Regardless, that you are now surrounded by the swarm, um, with the exception of the three who are like trapped in their room. Mm. <laughs> uh, Celestia, top of the round. Oh shit, I've just realised that me and Scamp have a level of exhaustion and we've not been doing it. Uh, yes, the level of exhaustion I think affects, is it attack rolls or ability checks? Ability checks. Ability Kay. checks. At this ability point. Yeah, checks. So not uh, saves. Not saves. Just remember that for yeah. like investigations okay, and stuff. Cool. It just occurred to me that uh, I think we double did Double like... check it's not saves as well. Actually. That's a good yeah. thought though, yeah. Yeah, we did nice. like perception checks and forgot about it. And I just, no, no, yeah. that's a good point. We did, but uh, we remember now. I've rolled so badly. Checks, I don't not think saves. It made checks. A difference. Cool. Attack roll, saving throws are fine. Awesome. Just checks. Cool. Um, great. Cool. Uh, what do you want to do, Celestia? Oh god, I don't know. Um, am I surrounded? Uh, you are surrounded by <laughs> creatures clawing at you. Um, just trying to punch you, to lick you, to bite you. Um, 
well, the spell that gets everyone away from me is Thunder Wave. Yeah, and so um, it's not even like a glamorous Celestia like power chord Thunder Wave. She just goes, ah, get off me! And it's just <laughs> big like rainbow flash comes out uh, with a boom. And um, yeah, we'll see how many I can push away from me. Okay. And also damage. Um, a roll for the swarm. Yeah, they've Con- been yeah. dropping from like. You know what? No, I'm going to do a level two one. Okay. Yeah. Because I think it's yeah, do worth it. it for that many. Okay, roll damage. Um, hang on, I need to remember what the damage is. It's 3d8. I need some d8s. Where are the d8s? Nobody knows. Not why are none of the dice d8s? I have so many dice in front of me. <laughs> Help. Right, there we go. Uh, da, da, da. Ah, balls, that's not great. Um, so that is... Um, seven entire damage. Okay, you actually do 14, uh-huh. uh, because this is an area of effect damage against a swarm. Okay. And swarms, are vul- and swarms in my ruling, are vulnerable to area of effect damage. Mm-hmm. So it's 14 damage, which means uh, as you, you actually blast all the creatures immediately next to you away. Several of them smack into each other, some smack into the wall, some just smack up into the ceiling. And I'm going to say that four of them are down for the count. Mm-hmm. You're doing... Because it's not too powerful, uh, weirdly, actually. You're, you're actually managing to knock these unconscious rather than just killing the people outright. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, they're, they're going to have a hell of a headache when they wake up, if they can be cured. Um, mm-hmm. But they but they will mm-hmm. live. All right. Anything for, with your bonus action? I think... Um... You can move, but your movement is half speed uh, because the swarm is like essentially turning double, making everything difficult to raid. I don't think there's anything to be gained from moving. Yeah. Like in the middle, of, like it's just going to be more swarm in 30 yeah. feet. Um, I think. Oh, I'm trying to decide what I want to do. Do I want to do any inspiration things? You know what? We're in the middle of a swarm, so it's a good time to give people inspiration. Okay. Um. Nobody's injured enough to need hit points, so I might save that. Not really. Um, we'll add a short rest. I'll just turn around to cause and I go, you're a medical professional, right? You have solutions. Have inspiration. Um, <laughs> the desperation at least fills you with it. I my field of experience. Fills <laughs> 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 you with energy. Okay, speaking of which, cause in. You're surrounded by mycoid drones. Right. Okay. Uh, so, so we've established that they, it is possible, entirely possible, to render these things unconscious. Yep. Right, okay. Your guess um, from the medicine check earlier I'm... is that they're still based on their humanoid biology. The, the fungus is just essentially mind-controlling them. Okay, right, so... Um, whack on the bonts all around, then. Uh, so getting the <laughs> getting the uh, the blaying pin out and mm-hmm. um, uh, going to attempt to uh, carve a path through at least three of them. So first uh, first attack. So that is okay. haven't used this in so long. Okay, uh, that is a ten. That's probably not going to hit. Uh, that actually does not hit. No. Uh, second one. Okay, second one, natural one, but lucky. Okay, that's the 19. 
Okay, you swing, the, uh, uh, you, you miss. You swing again, the belaying pin flies out of your hand, smacks one of the drones in the, in the noggin, and it kind of almost boomerang bounces back and you catch it again. Oh, hmm. all right. <laughs> Roll damage for that one. Okay, so that's going to be uh, six bludgeoning damage. Okay, they, they are out for the count. And right, okay. So uh, last one then. Uh, that's going to be another nineteen. Yep, and you just gra- uh, grab it in your. Uh, uh, you just take your other hand and smack backwards into the jaw of one. Yeah, okay, that's nine bludgeoning damage. Uh you you actually do pretty damn well. You take one and there, f- and it's actually a um, it's like an orc. You think they might have be uh, like uh, like an a half-orc chap, and he falls yep. over into two halflings who are like <laughs> trapped under his oh. recumbent form. <laughs> so you take oh, down no. three. <laughs> so actually, you've actually like done a... I'd say at this point, you've done a fair amount of this horde <laughs> with, the, with the various attacks you're doing. <laughs> For having just like accidentally thrown a belaying pin at them. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, right. Can, can I move yeah. without provoking an attack of opportunity now? Uh, you can. Essentially, you if you start your next turn in the swarm, you they will you'll start take damage at the start mm. of it because if I, I need to reuse my swarm rolls properly. Uh, right. So you can, but you your I'm movement is halved. Everyone... Yeah, that's fair enough. I'm gonna try and put at least some uh, distance between me and them. Yeah. Um, uh, if I can, I'm going to uh, go into uh, a part of the room that is as far away from my uh, companions as possible. We need to try and split them up. Okay, you pull back into out of the corridor and into the bedroom that you were in before yep. so that you can like split the swarm up a bit. Uh, scamp. I'm are... gonna try and hit three balls. Oh yeah, you are, you are shimmering like with bright light and uh, like various mycoid dreads like like they they've got their eyes shut and are still trying to claw at you. Mm-hmm. Will you just stop, please? Uh, it is a ranged attack. Are these going to be at disadvantage? Uh, yes, because you are surrounded by melee opponents. Uh, they are blinded, though. The ones next That's to you. 20. So it's actually so it's actually a straight attack. <laughs> okay. Lovely. Well, that was a twenty-six and a twenty-seven then, yeah, those and hit. a fifteen to hit. Okay, all three hit. Roll damage. Sixteen total. Okay, nice. Uh, four more go down uh, as you three of them hit, and one you hit, uh, and it's just enough to. And the one that you hit is actually a bit further back, and it knocks one uh, back and out of the window. Um, hopefully they're okay. Oh, yeah. You do hear the sound of oh. someone hitting a tree and and several branches. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Hopefully they'll be all right. Uh, anything else? Oh, I don't know how many of these buggers there's going to be to fight. Yeah. How many? Is, how big is the swarm? How much is left? Uh, at this point, there are about eleven members left, uh, scrabbling between. So three to four on each of you. Okay, not horrific. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. 
Well, I'm going to leave it there for now. Okay. Um, the swarm... Uh, that's interesting. Because of your distribution, the swarm has to remain contiguous. It's a, it's a strict limitation of what they have. Which means they pull away from Corzin and focus on uh, on attacking Celestia and, uh, and Scamp, merging to like be around you, the pair of you. Where are you going? Where are you lot going? <laughs> yeah, something about their uh, about the like pack mentality means that they just stay close to each other. Corzin talks to zombies like they are wandering two-year-olds that have got lost in the garden, and it's my favourite thing. Where are you going? <laughs> Going. They've got about the same <laughs> level of cognitive ability come right on, now. Come <laughs> uh, okay, oh. top, top of round three. Celestia, roll a uh, deck save, please. Okay. Um, oh, that's 25, actually. Yeah, uh, so that becomes one point of bludgeoning and... Okay, so... Oh, but ten points of poison. So they're scrambling. The scrambling and scrabbling. You mostly pull away, but they. But one of them does just like manage to spit up like a, like a pawn gobbet of uh, of uh, of indigo bile, which hits your cheek, and you have to like, wipe it off. And you feel it burn. Okay, uh, start your your go, Celestia. Um. I think they're worth another thunder wave. Okay. I'm going to do a normal level yeah. one because I'm actually out of I second level go. spells. Okay. But um, it's time to go, oh, fuck this, and do a power cord one. Okay. Um, the swarm fails its save. Roll damage. Um, okay. Uh, um, that is uh, nine damage. Okay, which becomes 18. Okay, uh, all you dist- like you don't destroy, but you knock unconscious all of the swarmers, just like all of the drones next to you, uh, and one of Scamps as well, and one of the the two of the ones that were coming to join the fray from Corzin. Mm. So they just smack against the walls and go out. Uh, you find yourselves. Uh, so it's pretty much just the ones around Scamp now, of which there are three remaining. Uh, all blinded as well from the shimmering light. I'm not going to do anything else. Cool. Causing? You were able... Now that the swarm right. is not around you, you, will, you can get to scamp with your movement. And consequently okay, to the we'll ones do. next to them. So, what okay. do you want to do? I think... Um, yeah, if I can sort of like take him out at the knees and then whack him on the back of the head. Go for it. Okay. So, first one... Uh, that is going to be a 24. Whack! For uh, another 9 bludgeoning. Um, yeah, I'm going to say for the rest of these, crack, 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 and one you just trip up and then clonk on the head when they fall. The last of the drones <laughs> hit the ground. There is, oh, despite the sort of sounds you've made from the thunder waves it is at least for the moment quiet we have enough rope for this there's 30 um, bodies here I, uh, I think it might be better just to pile them all into one room and barricade them in yep and barricade the window 
Yep. Yes. You, right, get that um, uh, chest of drawers over here. Yeah, mm-hmm. you just start r- closing up the window. Uh, you take a few, a couple of minutes, just drag furniture into place, ram them all in you, into your room because it's the one you have the key for, and lock yeah. the door from the outside. Yeah. I press to digitate any remaining goo offers so it's at least not sitting there. Yeah. Um, should we see if they've got any keys on them? Yeah, probably yeah. a good idea. Right, let's go through the pockets. Going through the pockets, uh, several of them do, in fact. Some were more dressed than others when their fate befell them. Most were seemed to have been in their bed, some, were, some had the presence of yeah, mind. Yeah, they're like in nightgowns. Most of them or... are in nightgowns, dressing gowns, that sort of thing. Uh, you do see a couple in um, maintenance gear, like overalls and such, probably doing night cleaning. Mm-hmm. Weird thought... Yeah, what? Why are we not like that? I don't know. Everyone else on this floor is. Why are we not? Not that I'm complaining, but why did that happen? Is everyone else on this floor... Wait, hang on. Looking around at everybody, um, we didn't know the first person that we saw... Hmm. Does anyone else here look like they were um, a person from the expedition expedition? or who had Uh, direct contact with them? Looking through. uh, Sifting, if you will. Sifting Sifting through. through. uh, Causing, roll me a d20, please. Mm. (laughs) D20, okay. Survive inspiration if you want it. I do. Can I use it? This is more of luck check. Oh, fair. Okay, that was an eight. Hmm. Okay. Um, no. No one you recognise. Various members of the faculty, it looks like, but no one who jumps out at you. Uh, or... No one who jumps out at you there, I will say. But, Corzin, you do hear a creaking from the end of the hallway. Not the end where the, um, uh, where these, uh, where, where the stairwell is. A small door at the very end of the hall. That wasn't one of the uh, the rooms that was occupied, was it? Uh, looking at it, it appears to be a closet. Oh. Hello? It's... Anyone there? There's We're a pause. Mushroom people. Yep. And you hear a muffled voice go, You sure? Do they talk? Dunno! Definitely... <laughs> The ones I've met mostly uh, just tried to spit up on me. Yeah, same. I don't Ugh. think that they had the um, uh, the mental capacity. You hear the right, creaking no. of the cupboard door open from inside, and you see stepping out, holding like a f- like a broom threateningly, <laughs> is the uh, is Tully Scourer, uh, the human woman uh, in her fifties, headscarf, brown overalls. Uh, Currently not lit clay pipe in her mouth. <laughs> Maintenance. Someone's eye out with that. <laughs> Hello. Hello. How long have you been uh, in there? Uh, about five minutes. Um, this all all went a bit weird. Yeah, good decision. Looks over. We're on the top floor. Uh, they must. You must have been one of the last rooms for them to. Uh, get to. Ah, shit. 
Oh, good. They also mm. came through the windows, so that's great. Oh. Good to know. Oh. Lovely. Right, we've got to figure out who else is, uh, isn't affected here. Uh, yeah. Okay. Shall we just check around quite like? Yeah. Yep. Yes. Um, uh, do... Uh, do you know what, how this started or where or anything? We've just woken up. Literally, I, I'm so tired. Uh, well, I was doing late night. Um, I, was, I was trying to get uh, doing doing a light, late night checkup. Uh, there was a spill. Uh, for someone had a bit too much to drink uh, down on floor three, and uh, then I heard this scrabbling sound, and then the windows coming open. The next thing I know, uh, bloody doors swing open and, you know, well, I mean, it was not like a, a, just this dwarf. We looks, looked a bit, frankly, you know, crab gills uh, came and oh. tried to claw my eyes out and throw up on me. All right. Bad shift. That, that's... Yeah. No, I've got to say, this is normally quite a cushy job. Hmm. Alright, that's for a raise after this, if I were you. Right, now, let's see how... Uh, if and now we will be. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Can I have stealth checks and an invi- and investigation checks, please? And checks, so disadvantage okay. because oh, exhaustion. No. Yes. That's a straight check for me because I get advantage anyway. Dirty okay. 20 so. on the stealth. Mm-hmm. Um, stealth is a 13. Um, a 7 on the investigation. Okay. Oh, one of those investigations is a natural 20 that's so sad um, it's a 15 though so it's not terrible 15 but... who got the highest investigation there? I think that uh, was uh... stealth I got a 12 on investigation and a stealth is 26 alright you are nice. pretty stealthy as is Tully who is not exhausted um, you begin checking each room cautiously one by one just the ones that are open until you find one room that is currently that does not open when you test it Tully kind of reaches to to a pocket into a into a belt gets out a small ring of keys master keys I was gonna say uh, just just for this block let's just um opens the door <laughs> You push the door open and you can see unconscious, smelling like a piss up at a brewery, (laughs) is uh, what appears to be a four foot two dwarf, deep tan skin, huge beard, uh, black beard in a plain steel ring. Uh, still wearing the tr- stained black travel skirt coat with dwarven pattern stitching, he was wearing when you checked him out when he was at the institu- uh, when he was at the clinic. This does appear. Uh, you can see he is still wearing his his mage rings, and by the side of his bed there is a blunderbuss, a pistol, and a hand axe. Uh, this appears to be Diviner Ramirez Gonzalez Marcos, uh, mm. one of the expeditionary crew. No sign of blue to him, just. Passed out drunk, window untouched. Does this mean that alcohol makes you immune? Just saying. 
Dwarves always no. also have a natural immunity to certain poisons, so yeah, but that might be it. I don't think... <laughs> you have seen other dwarves uh, attacking I don't you. think that... That's not... Just saying we should all also, get pissed. Was, was, it, was, it this, was it this one that was just a short human? Looking carefully, you realise... <laughs> or was that the other one? Oh, no. As this isn't a dwarf. This is, in fact, a very... The, the, the proportions of the limbs aren't quite right. This is just a very short human wearing dwarven-style clothes with a huge beard worn in a beard ring in the dwarven style. <laughs> That's excellent. This is also one of the patron characters. Should I send him a message and wake him okay. up? Uh, yeah, I mean, we could just wake idea. him up. Well, I, yeah, but I feel like I if we poke him, he'll shoot us. Good luck. I'm staying here. <laughs> okay. Corson is going to move the blunderbuss away from the uh, the, the bed because that's a sensible thing. The moment you start to move the blunderbuss, uh, roll a st- roll a slight of hand check, please. Slight of hand, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm not terrible at this, but uh, that was a sixteen. Okay, uh, against his perception, there's a moment you're like you start picking it up, and suddenly, like bloodshot eyes springs away. Holding the uh, the mage rings, and you see like a little firebolt start to form in between his fingers. Like, get off my things, you dirty thieves! There, no, 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 we're not uh, here to steal anything. But um, you're the uh, the first person who's even vaguely healthy we've seen for a while. Also, please, no drunken shouting. Idea of health. (laughs) Vomits up some perfectly ordinary vomit down the side of the bed. Into you can see a prepared chamber pot. Oh wow! I never, never thought I'd be relieved to see vomit. Mm. All right. Well, I think that um, uh, uh, wipes his mouth. Hey, we've got some mushroom zombies. Wanna help? Oh, wait. Like the ones that uh, I was sick with. Yeah. Yeah, but worse. Uh, You were cured, weren't you? Mm, the um we would uh yes the the uh halfling the, the halfling would uh put a restoration on me right well it seems like um it's spread a bit and it's sending people all zombie and weird because they crawled along the ceiling and tried to uh vomit on us so yeah this is um well that is most unusual We've got yeah. to figure out how far this goes and fast. That's just what I put it. Mm, unusual seems a very small word for this, but I like it nonetheless. Picks up um, his, starts pick, uh, kind of picks up a, 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 his various weapons and starts holstering them. Hmm. These people are they dead or? No, 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 no. Not as far as we're killing them. Doesn't bother for the pistol. Kind of keeps think- the pistol and the blunderbuss, but picks up the the axe and just like wields it like a club. <laughs> like blunt. Treat them as blunt people blunt. who are not in their right mind, because I think that's closer to it. They're not undead. I regret to say, most of my spells are not uh, pre- are used up or not uh, good for fighting. Yep. All right, well, we best fair. stick together in any case. I, I think we're all in the uh, the same boat here. Yeah, uh, it might be the whole building, just so that you're aware. We've done this floor, but... Right. How many the... people in this institute? Um, at the last count, uh, approaching 600. <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, 
balls. Oh right. dear. Can we get an alarm out? Oh, for character someone? clarification. Mm -hmm. How long ago was it we were all in the infirmary? Just in terms of time scale here. Your guess, looking at the t at this at this like the moon, the position of the moon, and so on, are uh, yeah. four hours ago. Mm -hmm. Like okay, it's probably been so... three hours since you went to bed. Four hours since you left the infirmary. I have a question. Where's the yeah. security officer? Snake person. Where are they? They would. Commander Terenzal would be in the uh, probably in the security uh, bastion. Um, I just wonder about help from security. That. Because we should probably yes. get an alert out that um, is, so uh, that we can try and contain this. Oh Very yeah, much. no, we should. A wise idea. Um, My concern is that security are in a similar position, and they'll be harder to knock out. But yeah. There might be something. But we need to um, know. Come to the window. We need to check the walls. Here's up the, the window. Walls? Looks of the walls. You can just see on the top of the walls. Well, you can't see anyone walking along the walls, which is concerning. But what you can see appears to be like cause, and you can pick this out more clearly. Almost like a heat haze. Something about you can just make it out from the from the clouds that you can see. Oh. There's like a strange distortion on top. Can you uh, make out okay, the? Yes, as you point that out. Um, he, he nods. What is that? The um, resident in Janda set it up. It is meant to be used as uh, anti-aerial uh, defense and so on in case of uh, giant eagles and the like. But if that has gone up, oh. then it will prevent anyone climbing over the walls. But it right. only has a few hours of charge. Right, well, okay, we so make we have time. Camp, time is good, though. We we can. That, that, that's a chance, you know. At most, uh, between four to five hours. Uh, this was not up when I, when it it certainly wasn't up when you went to bed. So yes, it is. If this is happening recently, my guess is we should have until dawn. All right. I was about to ask how long it was likely to last. If that is up, then the oh, gatehouse still dawn, is. Isn't it? If that is up, then the gatehouse is also very likely on full lockdown. So nothing will be able to get out until then. All right. Well, we've uh, right. got to um, find out who we've uh, who we've got in the way of allies potentially here. Yeah. Let's look for Lady Grace. Yes. Let's check I'm worried. Their rooms. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, where would they have been sleeping relative to us? Uh, you know that they were back down on the second floor. Uh, well, on the first floor, so the second story. Okay, and what floor are we on? You are on the, uh, you are on the top floor, so fourth floor, fifth story. Do we do this okay. floor by floor, or should we go and find Lady Grace before we do anything else? What do you think? I think we need to do this floor by floor. I don't want to get down to their floor and then suddenly turn around and have a horde of three yeah. floors worth of mushrooms on yeah, you're trailing right. after us I you're right we've got to be systematic like about this next floor down okay everybody coming mm-hmm you um begin investigating the next floor can I have another investigation check from everyone please 
Okay. Natural twenty. Is a is a one thirty. <laughs> okay, one scamp. You're just a bit too focused on the situation. Uh, natural twenty, however, um, as you begin to go floor by floor down, you find some signs here and there of other people uh, of other other places that have been broken into. You find very few signs of people. Uh, you do see signs of windows hurriedly opened mm-hmm. um, and even broken in places. You think, thinking back, you might have heard a bit of glass smashing sounds when you call some of the thunder waves. It might be that some of the creatures here fled. Or they might have gone elsewhere already. Or they might have come up to meet us on the top floor. Indeed. In particular, though, you begin to notice a not unfamiliar scene once you hit the uh, the stairwell going from the second to the third floor. You see about 20 to 30 unconscious, quite injured-looking um, uh, uh, drones, all of which appear to have been knocked out to some degree. But you also see signs of... Uh, the, or other signs of a fight, scratch marks on the wall, points where something just cut through the metal. Um, it looks like there was an attempt to fight up the stairwell that wasn't that got uh, before they got pushed. Whoever got pushed back, mm-hmm. possibly by weight of numbers. You make it down to the first floor. You find the room. It has the door is open, but there's no sign. Uh, uh, and you can see by the window that is opened, there are three unconscious uh, bodies of drones, none of which you recognise. Smacked against the wall. Um, one shows signs of a firebolt scorch. Um, to the uh, to the to, to the knee, they're probably going to need some surgery if they're ever cured, but they're alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, another two others, however, show signs of slash marks in very specific points to disable them before blunt impact trauma to the head. Mm. Looks like they're handiwork. Well, yeah, that's our lady Grace. Alright, well, at least right. at this point she got out, so. You don't find any other so survivors. Where have they gone if they got outside? Uh, but on your way out, Corzin, you notice something through a, through a slightly ajar door. Hmm. Pushing it open, you can see Ramirez comments, uh, Looks like someone brought their work home with them. You can see, laid out on a work table, what appears to be, at first glance, a gun. Um, similar to a blunderbuss, but a bit bigger. And very stylized. Someone has gone to the trouble of shaping um, the barrel to look like the neck and open he- head and open mouth of a dragon. <laughs> and cool. you can see, uh, just about you can make, it, make out, in dwarven runes, Dragon breath inscribed stylistically on the side. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. 
giving it a quick exact like going over to take a look you can also see there are a number of small um glass cartridges set up next to it six of each of three different types they are fortunately marked it looks like they are refillable um and a quick examinate do you pick up the uh the, the gun and examine it I, yeah, I think I would. Yeah. Picking it up, take, you realise you can slide the section off the top, uh, the top of it, and there is... Uh, it's actually got quite heavy press on it. And you realise there's an interesting sort of valve system set up. And seeing that it is unloaded, you just give the, you give the, a temporary, uh, like an experimental push, and it seems to just like... shoot air out the front. You realise the si there is space uh, for six charges of canisters to be placed into the top. And it looks like you probably could manually refill these if you had some meth thing to refill them with. There's also... So there are... Yeah, so the three... There are four canisters... Actually, there's four groups of six canisters. One group is empty. The other three are labelled. Alchemist's fire, or elven fire, uh, mm. Hydrochloric acid. And, and um attenuated cinnamon spore extract. Oh. I would like Corson would know what that is. Yeah, I need medicine or nature checks uh to kind of uh analyze or just a raw intelligence check to analyze what exactly this weapon does. You Medicine can. is better in my case. I wouldn't know. Nineteen. I might because cinnamon spore is mm. what I'm thinking. Um, what mm. check was that? Nature. Nature. Yep. Okay. Um, so that is. Oh my god, with my nature skill, um, that's a sixteen. Okay. Celestia and Causing, both looking over it, you start to realise this is. It's basically a device for squirting liquids out in a fine mist at range. This item has up to six charges. It can be fired multiple times around, uh, as many times as you have attack actions with your main hand. It's a two-handed weapon. It has a 15-foot cone spread in front of it, and with each charge... Will depending on which on what you put into it do three d six fire, acid, or poison damage? Though the poison damage is subdual. Mm-hmm. Um, and cinnamon spore puts you to sleep, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. This is an attenuated version, which yeah. rather than paralyzing you, just does subdual poison damage directly. Mm. And it's basically a cons a con or dex save, depending on what it is, uh, to any creatures in the cone for half damage. I know we shouldn't really nick people's stuff, but I think on this occasion might be worth nicking that cinnamon spore oil. Yes. Yes. And the thing. Is it going to do anything? Well, there's only one way to find out. Poison creatures that work with poison. Do you think they're going to be susceptible to poison? True. My only thought was the paralysis. Yeah, plus the fact that they seem to um, be working on by, like, 
I mean, I'd need to uh, examine them more uh, closely to be sure, but they seem to be um, overriding the central nervous system. But there's still the central nervous system which is there, otherwise they wouldn't be able to be knocked out. Hmm. Might be worth a go. We Let's should fall into it. Do you, do you know who could have? Uh, well, who's this is even? Uh, if I would, I would that guess would someone. Be Ramirez or yeah, I would guess it is someone uh, in the weapons research team. Um, Werald would know precisely who's. Uh, I don't think it is uh, one of her hobby pieces, though. Do you know where her room is? We have already passed it. It may be that uh, she, although as I understand it, she was uh, being held for... uh, uh, Oh yeah, they were going to stay a bit longer. A little bit longer than I was. So I do... hmm, Not everyone uh, may have come home to rest. Others may have uh, wished to uh, check on their work or other things before this all went uh, tits up. Mm. Right. Well, let's hold on to this for now. Next floor, anyone? Yep. Yeah, let's work our way down. Scour the rest of the building, but you find neither survivors nor significant items of interest. I mean, unless you decide to loot people's belongings, but <laughs> but otherwise, this is the no, this is the one I'm tactically gonna, useful item you find. I'm going to screw in the um, uh, cinnamon spore. Cool. Mark down, if you took them, you also have, for future use, the uh, alchemist fire, uh, the acid, yes. and empty canisters that you can fill with other, uh, with other things of your choice. How many empty? Chocolate. Fill it with chocolate. Chocolate gun. Okay. Mm. Uh, and gun. six empty. You have six cartridges of, of each, including the empty ones. Okay. Although as you use cartridges up, they will become empty. Cool. Okay. You make your way down to the entrance. From here, you can see there's another residence block. There's also the refectory. Um, give me a perception check, everyone, please. Okay. Uh, advantage because it's sights. Uh, you kind of knew, like yeah, yeah, yeah. This is sight best. Thirteen. Okay. Eight. This Ooh. disadvantage uh, is not really doing seven. any harm. My perception is terrible. Okay. The only thing that is saving me with this disadvantage is jack of all trades. To be honest. Hmm. Yeah. Causing spots at first, but Celestia, you start to pick up as well. This place is far from deserted outside. There are small bands of blue-tinted humanoids in various different forms of dress just prowling through the grounds. There might, across the whole of the interior of 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 the grounds that you can see, there might be as many as a hundred, but they're all split out in different places. They're not currently converging on anything unless of course the attempt the alarm is called um you do see some wandering into and out of buildings but with that 23 they do seem to be giving um one building close to you a bit of a wide berth there's not currently anyone in which is the refectory Hmm. what's so special about that 
No. It's full of chocolate. We need to put chocolate in the chocolate gun. We <laughs> Well, if that's the, the case, solution. then we've got to figure out that, um, uh, that that's the... You kind of look around. Uh, no, you have been through this entire building uh, now. Glancing back, you can see each each of the each of the apartments was arranged in a similar fashion to your own. Bed, bath, running water, sprinkler in the ceiling, um, same, uh, uh, and uh, candle sconces. <gasps> you know what we Sprinklers. need? Sprinklers. We need an antidote to put in the sprinkler system. Then we, we need to set things on fire and set the sprinklers off. You can see there, there is a pull. There is a pull switch for setting the fires. The fires are not set off. The fires do not automatically trigger the sprinklers. <laughs> They're not that advanced. We can go around. We need to set a fire. <laughs> <laughs> you dick. That sounds like a um, really really good idea, Scamp. But yeah, it's we've a fantastic idea. But we what... need an antidote. I wonder about yeah. going to medical. Oh, well, you always have to pick holes. But, but, no, but this is not picking holes. This is establishing. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm elaborating on your plan. Oh. We probably should go to medical because they've been observing these people for hours and hours longer than we did. Indeed. Mm. But why are they avoiding the refectory? I don't know. Because, I mean, we could pop in. You probably can because of the position of the clinic. You can get there by going via the refectory if you travel it through the middle, like into it one one door and then out the other. Pop in the canteen on the way. Yep. Fill nice. up those chocolate canisters. Yep. Get the chocolate and the chocolate gun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it occurs to me that I really I, hope the I'm antidote... I'm really not sure that's what it was designed to do. Um, I really hope the antidote isn't just that restoration chocolate. spell, because we don't have a hundred of those. That's going to take ages. <gasps> More that than that, there's 600 time. people here. Yeah. And frankly, anyone who's uh, not been infected should probably have a little go on the antidote just in case, really, shouldn't they? Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Like, we should all have some if there's enough left. Yes. (laughs) We're just assuming there is one. Yep. Uh, (laughs) Yep. Um, I'm assuming there is one because... It seems like the only way to handle this. Mm, It seems the only way to process this. It seems the only productive thing to do. So (laughs) we're just going to pretend that there is one. Um, until proven otherwise, really? Yep. Yeah, I was. Um, yep. I, I, I was. I was already with you on all that, and I really wish you hadn't said that out loud. Sorry. So we are dashing to the canteen. Yes. Oh I yeah. Think so. Okay. Stealth checks, Stealthy please. Stealthy like. Yep. Yeah. Ooh, decent. It's not bad for me. The seventeen. 18. Um, 23. I oh, don't make noise. Okay. And disadvantage to spot me. Tolly and Ramirez do well enough. Quickly, script, you wait for, for a gap in the erratic patrols of drones and then scramble <laughs> into the refectory. Um, it is actually... Um, it is actually lit on the inside. Because there are, uh, uh, because there are studded into the ceiling bright dwarf crystals, um, which give the a strange cold light to the main refectory hall, and you actually do see there are cre- there are creatures inside, but not drones, clustered uh, in a small group 
you see a handful of dwarves and halflings, uh, a couple of uh, uh, and uh, and humans um, who are have grabbed like whatever weapons they can, which really is mostly just like kitchen knives, uh, clubs. Uh, like when I say clubs, I mean table legs. Mm. That's yeah. the rolling pins. Uh, and among them, looking up uh, with some surprise and relief, you see uh, Henna died, uh, Enya Silversmith. Oh, thank Moradin. Get over here. Get over here. She Hello. gestures you towards Hello. the knot. They're all kind of like clustering in the center, not far from the chocolate fountain. Oh. Tis the chocolate path. <laughs> How many of you are there in here? When you look around, there's a dozen. Why are they not here? We have no idea. Uh, I just happened to be... Uh, we, we were in for... We've been having a... Uh, oh, sorry, uh, we've been doing a late night uh, research talk on, uh, on hydraulics and we came out and everything had gone absolutely like nuts. That. We were on our way to get a uh, to get to get a snack from the dessert tray. You can see the dessert. Uh, there are indeed still trifles and so on, uh, in various states of consumed on the tables. What's different in here? Is it the light? Chocolate. <sighs> well, what's here? I'd fucking love else. it if it was the chocolate, but surely you can't call like kill fucking mushroom zombies with chocolate. And you just look. I mean, unless there's bewildered. something chemically that inhibits them, but I don't know. That's um, that that's Tolo's. Uh, that's very much Tolo's department. I I, I do mechanics. Fuck. Okay. Uh, no one any good with mushrooms? Anyone? Let's take a moment. Just... Now, I assume you would have done something, but just you know, just um, in case anyone needs jogging. Think for a moment. Wait, um, Tolo did mention, uh, I did see him just before we we headed in for the long meeting. He did say he was considering doing some work, uh, take, taking a look at the, uh, at the new, um, uh, the new powder mixtures, uh, they were putting into place at the dry docks. Okay. Uh, he would know the chemistry of this if, if anyone would. Mm-hmm. <sighs> She just twitches a little. So you know mechanics. Is there anything in the building of this that's different to the rest of the buildings? Uh right. I mean, uh there's the ovens, obviously there's a whole kitchen over there. Uh we've got things like the uh liquor grinder. Uh we've got the steam engine here. Uh and uh, uh some bags of coal. Uh it's a portable steam engine, but I don't know think why they'd be that worried by that. I can't think of anything except chocolate that's different about here. Well, the alcohol maybe, but I can't... Mm. Throw some uh, chocolate uh, We don't really have anything to go on. <laughs> <laughs> They've sometimes... that every no- There were a couple that came in, but we... They, they got close and we tried and scared them off and they, they did. What, how did you scare them off? What did uh, you scare them off with? Uh, just... Waved things at them for the most part. Just ever like started throwing desserts at them after a while. What desserts? 
gestures you can see the selection of there is a selection of trifles uh there is a selection <laughs> of custard trifle. there's trifles there is custard there is cake there is chocolate trifle there uh, there, 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 there there are sweet bo- there are boiled sweets there is uh there is like uh alcohol that's like liqueurs as well mm. they're terrified of sugar well the only thing all of this has in common is sugar yes <laughs> is it fucking sugar well, it's the only thing all of those things have in common. Is sugar going to save the day? Did they run away right away when you started throwing things? Uh, no, uh, we'd we gotten a few things in. We were just grabbing whatever we could, like plates, and then okay, we got onto the so desserts. It's not, it's not necessarily something they all have in common. Hmm. We did start backing into the centre of the room as well. They didn't really seem to want to come too close. Which is where the chocolate is. It's the chocolate is, is where the chocolate fountain is, yes. <laughs> That's the very centre of the factory. Is there any goo around, like blue goo? Um, a little bit near the entrances. But I want to pour some chocolate on some goo and see what you happens You take a little cup, pour a bit on the goo. So she goes, fine, fuck it. You watch see if it does as anything. the indigo just seems to turn a greyish colour and then turn clear. As the chocolate liquor touches it. Oh my gods, it's fucking chocolate. (laughs) I have saved the day. (laughs) Watch this. I do it again. Look. Look at it. Fucking zombies don't like chocolate. This is ridiculous. What the fuck? Scamp, take these six canisters and fill them with chocolate. All right, well, there's a chocolate fountain here. You can um, easily do it. You have to fill the fucking sprinklers with chocolate, right? Um, so the chocolate fountain has a lot, but probably not on its... Even if you, t- if you took the contents of the chocolate fountain as they were now, <laughs> uh, there is probably not quite enough to fill an entire cistern. However, one of the figures steps forward, and you recognise he's, he's missing his toque. He looked, you didn't recognise him without it. The, the pointed wax moustache is a, a little out of sorts. It's, it's bristly. It's come out. Uh, but you see Pierre Dupetit-Poix step forward. Hello. Hello. I believe, I'm, I believe I may be of some assistance. Please. This feels like an exactly you problem. We, we do not have the choc- uh, enough chocolate or... To fill the oil sprinkler system from here. <laughs> Sorry, I just was. <laughs> I woke up in the middle of the night and now I'm listening to that sentence. <laughs> I just, I feel like I'm losing it. Is anyone else having the same experience? However, <laughs> we. I'm doing great. <laughs> there is enough chocolate on site. Um, if we were, if there are enough of us here to uh, get the portable steam. Uh, Steam engine active, uh, hot and active, and get it connected up to the uh, grinder for the chocolate liquor. However, in order to um, create that, that we need more chocolate than I have here. There was a recent shipment uh, which was brought in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be in the warehouses. If you can get the bar, oh, uh, dogs. if you can get the chocolate uh, to uh, me. Then I can uh, begin to grind it into a liquor. Right. Okay. We're going to need a few people for that. You see a handful. How big are these barrels? How many barrels are we talking? Yeah, and and how big? We are. There is an entire crate of uh, bags of chocolate. 
I would uh, guess uh, between zero, between zero, one, two, three, four, five, five of you, and uh, perhaps another six of us. That would be enough to carry them all. Right. If you were to describe this crate, would you call it huge or large or bigger? <laughs> I would say this uh, the crate itself is probably. Uh, a pair of huge crates. <laughs> perhaps two, perhaps three. I have not gone to inspect, but that is what we would uh, usually see. Right. Okay. If thinking what I think Have you're thinking, it might be the things in the crates that you can... And he makes vague magic gestures. Wizardy gestures. Okay, extra high levels, you get an additional Sorry, two. but like, I, I was scared five minutes ago, and now this is just silly. Um... <laughs> I'm trying it. This of all things. <laughs> I could do one of them. I could get us one box of a living box of chocolate. <laughs> Chemically, what does this do that stops them from living? I, Why right. chocolate? I'd, you'd have to ask Tolo. Uh, but the dry docks yeah, are on the way to the warehouse. Oh fucking! If we could no. pick him up. Uh, he'd probably know more. He'd know, okay, it might be it might be worth picking him up just in case there's anything we can do to make this more potent, or if there's just just a reason based in sanity that it's chocolate. That that would actually help my well-being quite a lot. <laughs> well, I th- I think this this whole situation is like a nightmare for me. I, it's awful. So in order to balance it, the universe has gone, have some chocolate. <laughs> have <laughs> so much chocolate in the sprinklers. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Um, I think everyone at least should have a, uh, a small amount just on their person. Um, mm. And if you haven't eaten any uh, recently, do. Have, or, have so some all emergency of them grab like chocolate. a small, like an espresso cup of chocolate mm. and down it. Um, mm. I've also had the fucking dumbest thought that I've ever had. Did you right. use up no. all the charges in your bowl today? No, because, I did not. Um, it's not dawn yet, so it's not come back. But each I of those charges—that's a weapon now. Each of those charges <laughs> contains enough chocolate to refill all six of Corzin's canisters. Mm. Brilliant. That's a weapon now. Um, <laughs> that's that's what today yep. is. Yeah, okay, the chocolate bowl will, um, is a weapon. <laughs> screw in the chocolate canisters. <laughs> what would happen if we just sort of? rolled in the chocolate um, then you'd be covered in chocolate <laughs> it'd be <imagine>. very sticky <laughs> and they wouldn't come near us uh, you do have a legitimate point hilariously I have <laughs> I can't to say believe if we, you if we do. all start rolling in chocolate we're going to run out of chocolate quickly this is true yeah, yeah no you're right but do There's have probably some a better more efficient use of it hmm I guess we all have a small bit that at least um, eliminates anyone who's slowly becoming infected with the uh, chocolate-hating weird that fungus. That was my thought. <laughs> um, cause it, do, you want to, cause it, do you want to dip your weapons in chocolate? Um, <laughs> that's actually a really... That's a legitimately a, uh, good idea. Thing, all right, I'll, I'll get... Yeah, I guess you could dip the belaying pin. pin. <laughs> okay, he will dip the belaying pin in the, uh, the chocolate. Can I fill my water skin with chocolate? my hands now. You, you can, mm-hmm. yes. 
You you now have a water skin full of liquid make, dark chocolate. I guess it won't make a huge difference for chocolate supply to fill one, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, frankly, the amount of chocolate you need, you're going to need those crates of chocolate. Yeah. To... Like, this isn't going to make a huge difference. Yeah. To, stir, to, 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 to churn. All right. You and your group of volunteer of sack carrying volunteers. Oh, I did have a thought before we leave. Um, do you have one of those like things that you use for either filling cakes or like filling a like you stick up the arse of a dead bird and fill it with I don't know I don't know cooking <laughs> but like a water pistol. <laughs> oh God! The, the basting thing. Yeah. There I is... don't cook much. I do have one there, poultry baster. Takes a baster. Can I fill it with chocolate, please? As you wish. Celestia, I know what you usually you to ask this gets. question. What the yes. fuck is today? <laughs> I don't think Celestia has actually stopped laughing. Um, like she's just been quietly and hysterically giggling to herself since since the chocolate worked. I don't think she's actually got over it yet. <laughs> I I don't know, Corzin. Um, is is this real life? Is this what Just is this going to face some are zombies? Now, <laughs> do you think Lady Grace has figured out it's chocolate and is also laughing? Um, or do you I, think I, she I needs so. emergency chocolate to make her not a zombie? Because those are the two options. I think she's really. probably got something. She's gone somewhere and is doing something really sensible and reasonable and working it out. Meanwhile, like, we're going to base. What is sensible when you realise that a um, <laughs> an outbreak of um, uh, fungoid zombies is um, is counteracted by chocolate? I'm sorry. I think this is the end of the entire concept of sensible. Um, I just I don't think I can go forwards living in the same way that I we're, did after this. We're in a post-sensible world. I appreciate the I appreciate the revelations you're going through, but um, the, the things are quite bad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. No, we need ready. Let's, let's yep. go. Okay. Everyone, give me a stealth check, please. <laughs> oh no. Oh. Um, Thirteen. Thirteen. Oh dear. Okay. Fourteen. Because you still have inspiration, mate. Two. <laughs> but up to you. I do. Can I use that? You can. I'm right. guessing it's not been 10 minutes. Not quite. Uh, that turns the 14 into a 23. Okay. In case it's a group one, a and one person having a good one will bring it up, you know? It is a group one. Yeah, no, yeah. very sensible. It's, but it's whether, so, yeah, it's whether 50% of people uh, make the check. Mm. So, you all begin scram- like quietly peering out, arming yourself with chocolate-dipped weaponry. Mm-hmm. Um, and indeed dip my sword in chocolate. Yep. Okay, you have a choice. Do you want to scramble to the side of the library and then go around that, or do you want to try and go between the residence blocks to the beach and make your way to the dry docks from there? Um, Mr. Solo Bundlebarrow was on the way somehow, wasn't he? Uh, Mr. Toto Bundlebarrow is in the dry docks. The chocolate is in the warehouse. You'll need to get to the dry docks to get to the warehouse. Okay. God, this right, picture so is not loading on my phone. I think we should slip between the library and the residential block. Well, residential block's full of 
people. Yeah, I'd be tempted to go the other way around. Yeah, well, it was. <laughs> no, but it might still be. I mean, our residential block was. True. All I right, think... then we can mm. cut between the, the clinic, then. And the library and go around the front of the library. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Right. You quickly head out towards the library. There's a moment where a cluster of drones stalks past. Doesn't seem to notice you as you all hide in the leaf, in the shadow. You scramble around the outside of the library. You can hear sounds from inside it. Eventually, you'll need to go in there. The cistern is at the top of the library. Mm-hmm. In the dome, it's got one of those classical like you know the dome in like um, like the top of like St Paul's. Yeah, yeah, it's like one of those yeah. type domes. The system okay, is up right. there, and it all pumps from one place. Yep, it all pumps okay. it pumps downwards from there because it's the highest point in the whole institute. Mm. You scramble around through. <coughs> On the far side, near one of the uh, disconnected labs, you see a uh, zombie. You see a drone turn its lambent eyes towards you, and uh, and Marcos goes quickly, quickly, come, come, come! Uh, and you scramble into the dry docks as you hear it go, and more begin to slowly yeah. converge in its general direction. Uh, but the at this point, what eleven of you? Scramble into, open, pull open the dry docks, scramble inside. <laughs> you see, there is um, not. It's not the the part of the dry docks you were in before. It's the sealed section, mm-hmm. and there is. First of all, uh, the two things you see are the pair of ships under construction. They are very under construction. Early days. It will be some okay. time, months, before they risk near completion. But the super, the structure of them is there. You can see the, the beams of the hulls in place. But you also see there, there is no plate... Not, exact, not exactly what you'd expected in these. They are large. Um, about the, Well, not as big as they could be. These are about the size of frigates, fifth rates. Mm-hmm. But where the positions for placing a mass should be, you can see there are, seem to be m- mountings for something. One of them doesn't have it, but the other has what appears to be a massive water wheel built into the ship, off to one side, in a position that it would touch the water as it goes. You can see that in places on, this, uh, on the whole structure... They've already begun to bolt into place huge plates of snow. <coughs> Based on what Celestia brought back from the future, these are, in progress, still under construction, the iron skins. Yep. Celestia. We'll point it out to the moment, you didn't see them. Yeah, but. Uh, oh. Yeah, you know, we've heard about them, but, but yeah. even so, it's like, you know, like, what is that? Celestia will momentarily lock up, actually, and just sort of stare at them with these big wide eyes, and you get a message through the message stone that just says, 
That's them. That's the ships I saw us all down. Oh, good. I kind of expected to find them in here, I'll be honest. Me too. It's not a surprise. It's just not nice. It's still weird. You. Still weird. The message passes through the message stones. Uh, but you, because one of your party, one of the NPCs, did roll a natural one, the door oh, behind no. you and you see to- uh, and you hear a voice go, you idiots what are you doing you're gonna uh, as you see Tolo's red headed bespectacled uh, face p- uh, pop up and uh, these uh, and beside him uh, the shaved sided head of um, uh, of Helga Werald uh, pops up from where they've both been hiding in the dry dock. I think it's a bit late for that now. You look up and you hear <laughs> as you look up and you see scores of blue skinned figures clinging to the ceiling of the dry dock. Oh no. And we're going to pick up there oh, crap. after these no doubt important messages. Tall, dark, handsome. Here at Chibalco's House of Chocolate, we know what makes a good hot chocolate. Whether you find yourself relaxing in a cafe in Seoul, fighting a horde of mycoid drones, or liking, rating, and subscribing to flintlocks and fireballs, there's always Chibalco's chocolate. It's to die for. And welcome back. 80 drones descend oh, upon Jesus. you from ah. the ceiling. Oh, Lord. Everyone roll initiative, please. Okay. Uh, 16? Cool. 11. 13. Jay, I'm not first. <laughs> and once again, everyone's going first. Uh, before, before the NPCs. Rolled, pre-rolled really bad rolls in this one. Okay, so... Um, blue creatures just start. Uh, Blue-skinned creatures just start dropping from the ceiling among you, uh, clambering up from the si- uh, from sides, uh, from out of the iron skin, springing forwards. In moments, the swarm is already or almost upon you. Causin, you're up first. Okay. Um. Well, I'm gonna load. Well, I have the. Uh, We'll just call it what it is, shall we? The chocolate spritzer. <laughs> pump action chocolate spritzer, <laughs> look, ready? <laughs> and there is actually a pump action because that because you need to you need to pump it to recharge the hydraulic uh, the, the the pneumatic. Oh, so it is a bit like a yeah. Yeah, like it's a like a pump action. Right? So- <laughs> it's, a, it's entirely a super soaker. Yeah, it's a weaponized super soaker. It's even got like a spray nozzle at the end to create a fine right. mist. Okay, so he's gonna go like the twisty thing that. <laughs> Are you sure this is gonna work? No, no. I just go for it. He is going to. um... Is there a way I can? Actually, no. You said it was a a fifteen foot cone. Yep. So the swarm is upon you, though. So right. Well, I'm right. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna try and get as many of them in the uh, the cone as possible. (laughs) Okay. Just roll damage, please. 
I'll roll a, I'll roll a save for the okay. them. Okay. Uh, that's 3d6, right? Yep. Right. Okay, that is uh, five damage. Okay, so the so the bad news is, I know. Yeah, the bad news is uh, they did make the DC thirteen save um, for half damage, but on the good news, uh, they are vulnerable to chocolate. Uh, So so two ones and a three. So it's then redoubled, and it's an area of effect weapon. So it's doubled. So 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 it's actually uh, added again. Um, this actually multiplied right. again. <laughs> so what you actually do is ten points of damage. Um, as okay. a although you don't hit, uh, you only hit uh, 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 three of them. The three that you do hit, all three of them, as soon as the chocolate hits them, uh, suddenly uh, uh, reel backwards. <laughs> Uh, and you see the blue start to recede in their bodies. They clutch at their throats, and all three of them sink to their knees and vomit up a string of bluish nodules um, connected by strange tendrils, which hit the ground, shudder, and then shrivel up in the the spray of the chocolate. Uh, All three of them collapse to the ground, unconscious but cured. Well, that worked. Uh, and you can. I you have... this answers why we don't get caught because we just eat chocolate all yeah. the time. Yep. You have two attacks in your multi attacks normally, sense, right? I suppose. Uh, yes. Yeah. This is an. So can auto- I do it again? Yeah. This is an automatic weapon. You can fire again. <laughs> 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 oh, we're still about a hundred years too early for automatic weapons, but <laughs> oh yeah, this is a semi-automatic that, weapon. Going to love it. Yeah. Right. Okay. So here's another three D six. Then this thing is way ahead of its time. Okay. So um, roll a six and two ones. <laughs> I, I, and it was on three separate d6. It wasn't the same three d6 I just rolled. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, so eight then. Which is doubled um, and 16. again. So I'm gonna I'm gonna call this tripled for the sake of rather than quadrupled. So you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, no. Let's fuck it. Let's be fair to this thing. It's quadrupled. You do thirty-two points of chocolate damage. <laughs> As the spray, three d six. I'm happy with that. Yeah, as the spray catches <laughs> ten zombies, uh, it's ten of the drones, and they just start oh keeling God, over so um, and spray and vomiting up the parasites, controlling them before slumping unconscious. <laughs> okay, there's. Still, like sixty-eight of the, like sixty-six of these things, are clo- uh, 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 sur- uh, swarming. Everybody, you. form a queue. <laughs> <laughs> Corson's like going mad with power. In the Celestia, you're up next. Um, <laughs> is, this is a weird question, but yep. I need kind of help with a mental image. So, is there a particular place it would be good to be? Sending the zombies towards or away from. Um, well, I'm they thinking are... about herding, and I have a way in mind okay. to do it. They are about to start sw- like they've hit the fr- they're hitting the front of your group, so they're just in range for for causing to step forward and unleash the uh, the, the chocolate sca- uh, scat- uh, the chocolate uh, th- uh, uh, spritzer shots. Mm. Um, but 
as soon as it's their turn, they are going to start swarming the NPC. Like they're going to start sw- the NPCs. They're going to start swarming the, uh, the 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 civilians with you. So um, away much... from your immediate group would be great. How much space is our group taking up? Right now, um, there are. I am going somewhere. No, there's 11 of you total, so and you're tightly packed together. So, uh, I want to say 15 by 20. <gasps> what? That's perfect. Um, <laughs> so, I have a really, really, really dumb idea. Go for it. Really stupid. So, Good. with major image, yeah. I have a 20 foot cube. Yes. Um, I would like to make um, a big square of rising liquid chocolate like it's a wildfire but chocolate um, with also chocolate monsters in it going ah! <laughs> <laughs> like little chocolate ghosts or okay. oozes with faces um, and I just, I just like to make a and effectively a ring around us okay. with major you, you, image. You, you get cast, the smell and all that. You so. cast wall of chocolate or possibly summon chocolate pudding. Yep. Yes, um, I do that. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? These things, for the most part, aren't that smart. They do start pulling back from the immediate ring. Mm. Effectively, um, I'm just trying to stop them swarming us, but hopefully it will do something. Yeah, we'll see how effective that is in a moment. Um... And I don't think I want to do anything else. Um, I really don't have a good way to like throw chocolate at them other than just throwing it from my water skin. You can squirt chocolate help. from your water skin if you so wish. But... Um, it's not a bonus action, that though, is it? Um... No. Nah, I think I'm gonna wait. Okay. No, fuck it. Um. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go, Scab, this is the most you fight I've what? ever been in. And <laughs> you get inspiration. Yep. Okay. Uh, which brings us to Scamp. Oh! No, uh, I told you they rolled shop- badly. <laughs> oh, yeah. How many of these chocolate things, uh, canisters does Corzin have? Uh, all six are currently loose. Currently, all six are loaded into the uh, into the thing. So two are lo- so two have been expended. So there's still four left in the in the okay. gun. And how long does it take to refill them? Uh, it is a full round action to reload all six canisters, and that's if you've got them filled already. Makes sense. Okay. You're basically so it's, it's like not complex. going to be easy to create the chocolate, refill them, and get them back to him in. Uh, you would take in a fight. In a fight, it will take both your round and Corzin's to fill up the cho- the chocolates canisters and re reload them. That the, that's the that's the thing. You get six shots with this thing, and then you need to reload or use something else. Okay. Well, I will leave it at least one more round before I summon a bowl of chocolate then, because we don't... Yeah. <laughs> I worry about spilling it, and it yep. seems to work best in the gun. <laughs> hmm. uh, but I do have a like a tiny squirty gun. 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> you do have you do indeed have the base chocolate water pistol. <laughs> okay. Uh, make uh, one attack. Uh, just as as a dexterity based attack with the with the tur- with the chocolate baster. Uh, now, am I proficient with a turkey baster full of chocolate? <laughs> That's a good question. I will say it's a simple weapon. So go ahead. Uh, I'm not even sure I'm si- I'm proficient with simple weapons, am I? You are. You are with this. <laughs> um, with my proficiency, that would be a fourteen. Okay, that is enough to to hit members of the swarm. So you just squirt the chocolate in a spray. Roll one d six and add your dexterity modifier. That's six. <laughs> okay, uh, you do twelve points of damage to the swarm uh, as you manage as you manage to you use up the turkey basters uh, uh, chocolate as you do so but you manage to hit four of them across the bodies and faces and they immediately shrivel up uh, in a panic and start uh, ah. vomiting up their, their parasites <laughs> okay uh, that makes it the NPCs um, so the rest of your party uh, well, currently they're going to hold their actions because they're kind of hiding in the, they're trusting to the chocolate wall uh, to protect them. Uh, one group, however, does two people do take damage, however, because uh, Helga and Tolo are still in the dry dock wow. and they are going to scramble hmm. towards your protective chocolate. They do take, however, they both need uh, they need to roll. Okay, let's roll some damage for that hmm. then. Uh, so they take, hmm, okay, so total damage, they take a fair bit, you see some of them, uh, some of the of the creatures smack or claw, one grabs onto Helga's beard, uh, cool, cool, total damage is rolled, um, and it's not good you actually tolo manages to make it to the um to the uh, to, to the chocolate uh, uh to the chocolate cube but helga uh Werrell, before she she can get there is grabbed by the mass pulled under and under the beating fist you see knocked unconscious and three of the creatures begin just spitting bluish vile onto her face, and you see these knots, nodules starting to form in her throat uh, as the as a new parasite takes root. Her skin already starting to turn blue. Okay, one of your companions is now down. Ah, uh, before the swarm takes its turn someone else out as you see another creature another figure drop from the ceiling (laughs) and lands on all fours about 10 foot from the cube initially uh, and stands up he is still bereft of his jewellery but dressed in the purple and aubergine travel clothes you saw before Purp- with glowing purple eyes glowing violet eyes and a, a solid blue sheen to their skin 
Eurist makes eye contact with you. Unlike the jerky, erratic motions of most of the drones, he's moving much more fluidly, at ease in the body that he is possessing. Tilts his head, opens his jaw wide, and sprays indigo vomit through the chocolate illusion and across the whole group. Everyone needs to make a con save, please. Oh dear. Oh no. Uh, I've got a time. This is this. poison based. Is this poison? It is. Right, okay. Well, I've rolled badly twice. 14. Um, One of you's got inspiration, 13. haven't you? Oh my goodness. I just rolled, with advantage, two natural ones. <gasps> oh. So do I get to re roll one? Uh, you get to re roll one. <laughs> Not both. Okay. Not both. No, but it's. I oh, know it's. Uh, oh, it's. It's with advantage. So yeah, you would get to reroll one of them because of halfling luck. <laughs> yeah, the other one is because I'm a start halfling. I have yeah. advantage, mm. but. Oh, oh okay. I, I'm I'm Fox. That that that's another natural one. What? Oh my what? god! No, sorry. Double natural one rules just kicked in for a for a half. Yeah. Good oh. fucking luck, man. Uh, okay, <laughs> Celestia, you managed oh. to uh, shield your face in time to avoid the worst of it. Scamp, you get sprayed directly. Corzin, uh you are halfway. Th- you're just opening your mouth to say something witty when you get the spray right in the back of your throat and you feel it hit. Okay, so uh, let's roll damage. Uh, Oh, and I'll just roll one for the whole group. Oh my goodness, okay. The whole group rolled a natural one. Oh God. Collectively, so I'll do collective damage to them to see what the effect is. Um, So, base damage, 13. Um, Go with the second, goes to eight. Uh, up by eight, so twenty-one. Mm, okay, thirty, not twenty-one, twenty-three. Sorry, that should be yeah, so this is thirteen, twenty-one, thirty-five, and the last one is an additional eight. So, Celestia, uh, you take twenty-one poison damage um scamp and Corzin, despite your taking half damage from poison because this is because this yep. this that and a double natural one negates your resistance you both take 40 yep. ah. you both take 43 oh. points of damage um Ouch. I can't believe I was one off the fucking save and oh. you t- are both poisoned uh, which has the effect okay. that you have disadvantage to attacks and ability checks. Um, okay, 43. Okay. So then the the mycoid node um, is going to use his dash action to leap backwards <laughs> up onto the uh, another third. So he's now 40 feet away from you all. Um, and is now on on the edge of one of the iron skins, peering down. As his eyes glow, he gestures with both hands, and the swarm, and he's going to roll a check, 
and the swarm clambers up and directly over the cube of chocolate. And individual members, directed by the node, begin dropping <laughs> to try and claw at, the, at those of you in the chocolate cube, illusion cube. The swarm is displaying on you tactic, tactics that you did not see previously under the direction of this mm. node. Mm-hmm. Um, also. So that does mean that the swarm, you do start in the swarm space mm-hmm. at the start of your turn uh, as it begins cl- scrambling down. The individual drones are still trying to avoid the chocolate walls. Like, they don't disbelieve the illusion, but they are being forced to try and attack regardless. Uh, cause in top of the round. Uh, roll a deck save, please. Okay. Ooh, that's only a 13. Okay, that is uh, against this. I think that is enough uh, to, to take half damage. So that becomes okay. um, six bludgeoning and... Okay. 14 half to 7, halved again because uh, stout uh, halfling to 3 poison. Okay, so 9 total. 9 total. From being clawed by the swarm. Uh, Also, I forgot to mention, from the spray, you see Tully go down and Marcos go down uh, just as as their skin begins to turn blue. Yeah, this is get, it's getting bad. Uh, Corzin, what do you want to do? Okay, I'm going to um, take out the uh, uh, the belaying pin and just lick the side of it because I coated it in um, uh, uh, chocolate earlier. You do. You feel you feel your the the <laughs> the, the growing burning taste in your mouth subside and throat subside a little. Okay. Um, if that uh, doesn't constitute a, a full action, I'm going to try and... Oh, no, no, there's a free action. <laughs> ...everything in front of me. If you made right, licking okay. a thing I'm... an action, that'd be really sad, yeah, you'll lick the belaying pin as a free action and then just start hosing. Uh, who are your targets? So you've got 15-foot range on the blunderbuss. If you want to hit the swarm, you don't need to move. You would need to move uh, if you wanted to try and get uh, Eurist, the node. He is 40 feet uh... distant. I'm actually going to try and get some of my allies who went down. Cool. Uh, oh, wait. Uh, Sorry, it is a bonus action to consume chocolate and cures you of the poisoned effect. Okay, excellent. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I realized I put a rule for this. Because I was I was thinking... Yeah, you are... You are... No, like, uh, uh, the belaying pin, it's probably too big to actually, like, fit in his mouth but yeah yeah, just yeah. the side of it yeah you don't need to fillet the bowl in the playing pin it's fine yeah I was gonna say like, that, that would be rather inappropriate but it would be precisely the thing that would need to happen at that point yeah sorry you are so you are cured of poison you're, you're no longer poisoned uh, I realised I had written that don't in so... deep throat a belaying pin yeah. no matter how many times yeah really really don't <laughs> that doesn't Although, happen you know Everyone who now has that mental image, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I now have to explain to my dice that we're not playing Star Trek Adventures anymore. <laughs> right, so um, your dice. I am Jesus, going to like... attempt to. Uh, ho- 
Yes. <laughs> I'm going to attempt to uh, hose down um, everything in front okay, of me. Okay, if you're attacking twice with this, so, uh, roll, I guess, 6d6 total damage. And I'll just do a couple okay, of things. Okay, 6d6 then. Okay. Okay, so let's... Twenty-two damage. Okay, uh, it made both of the saves, so it only doubles to forty-four as uh, you start clearing swarmlings uh, out of the way. Enough, actually, I will say with that to clear the chocolate cube, so they won't automatically do damage to the NPCs at the start of their turn. Yeah, well, I was also um, uh, going to say, can I get some of the uh, the NPCs that went down in that arc? Uh, you can, and you do, yes. As the chocolate yeah. touches... Uh, I'm just going to roll for how many of them you get. As the chocolate touches Tully, Marcos, and Helga, all three of them, the blue icor on them begins to recede. They're still unconscious, but they are cured mm. of, uh, of being controlled by the blue death. Mm. It seems Excellent. even a light mist of chocolate is enough to do it. Light mist of chocolate. I'd like a light mist of chocolate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would please me. Um, which is weirdly a deathly effective against these things. Mm. Uh, okay, so that brings us to Scamp. Oh, boy. Um, where did Helga go down? Uh, Helga went down 10 feet ahead of you outside of the chocolate cube. You can see the swarm has momentarily pulled back from the chocolate cube because of uh, of causing spray. Um, I've missed Celestia. I thought it might have been the other order, but I, I was confused. Say, I thought I... Yeah. yeah, sorry, I got Scamp and Celestia the wrong way. Oh, I'm a bit tired, so I assumed I'd misremembered. Don't worry, no, no, Celestia, well. sorry. Yeah. Uh, Scamp, you go in a Same. moment. Celestia, yeah. what do you want to do? Um... I don't have a mental idea. So I'm going to keep concentrating on my chocolate cube. Oh, you took a bunch of damage. Can I you roll did. a uh, con save for me against DC 10, please? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I rolled a three. Okay, the chocolate illusion mm-hmm. collapses. Yes, yeah, that is gone. Um, Causing's got bombs, hasn't he? Yep. Yep. I want to ask a question before I do the yep. thing because I want to know how much of an action it would be and if it's possible and if it's allowed. Yeah. Um, what I want to do is tie a bomb to my water skin full of chocolate and lob it. I will. No I will let you do this <laughs> by combining your bonus action and your action. <laughs> Causing you've got bombs, right? Yep. Gives one. Yeah. You just grab one <laughs> off his belt. <laughs> And a match. Light the fuse. I tie it onto my water skin. Tie it on, light the fuse. Where do you I want to hurl I've it? I have got string or yeah, something. Yeah, you do. Um, um, you just use the, skin, the string on the water skin. Um, I want it to be above as many zombies as possible. You just fling it, it like straight the up then. Yeah. Because the mass is above mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Roll um, 3d6, but this is chocolate damage. So okay. it's doubles. It's chocolate damage and it's area damage. So it doubles and doubles again. Um, So that is uh, 11. Which is... uh, Which is 22. Let me just save for them. Okay. Yep, which doubles to 22, which doubles to 44. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Which is amazing, really. uh, As 
figures begin suddenly curing midair, vomiting up these uh, these mycoid parasites. Several of them begin hitting the ground. <laughs> others flop to the uh, to, uh, others remain kind of half stuck in place or fall onto scaffolding uh there's probably going to be some there might be some broken elbows uh in all of this the mm-hmm. doctor is going to be busy when this is over but it is over yep uh for them at least so uh, how many did i get uh you got uh so you 44 okay you get all of uh, them. they're all gone no, not all of them. Uh, you do get about eighteen in a single blast. <laughs> uh, there nice. are there are currently about thirty three remaining, mm. uh, plus Eurist, who is nice. at this point unaffected. Maybe the dumbest thing I've ever done in a fight. Yep. I'm really pleased. That's your turn. <laughs> I really enjoyed uh, it. Uh, do you want to move, or are you finding the clump where you are? Um, I think I'll stay in the clump for cool. now. Scamp. Actually, maybe I will move. Okay. No, you move up a bit distance from the rest of uh, the party. How far away yeah. is Eurist? Uh, Eurist well. is 40 feet away. Uh, and up on, like, perching oh, on the edge of the, um, of the, uh, uh, of the iron skin. Hmm. Okay. I am going to... Let me just check how many sorcery points this is. Okay, it's two regardless of thing. I'm going to quicken a... Um, an eye bite and just go sleep. <laughs> okay. An attempt to put Eurus to sleep. Uh, nice. Yeah, that'll do it. Uh, so, uh, let's... So, what is this? Wisdom? Or con based. Uh, yes, I think it's wisdom. Yes, wisdom eighteen. Uh, that is an eighteen. Oh, well, I've got my. I can take four a d four off that. Okay. Do it. Excellent. You feel? If I can find any of them, <laughs> I put one out specially because I'm always losing them because okay. I fiddle with them. There they are. Minus four to the roll. You feel? You feel urists like the mycoid node struggling, and then you just twist and focus reality around you um the it overwhelms the uh, urus mind you see him sort of, uh cool no that's not but it doesn't get to use that ability then uh and slumps to the ground however that focusing of reality also causes a tear so roll 2d 100s please oh no <laughs> Ninety-seven and sixty-six. Okay, you. Uh, wow. Okay, you feel either a surge of lightning, uh, of powerful energy burging within you, which could which could either come out as destructive lightning, um, or could come out in piercing the veil in some way. Lightning's not going to do... It's going to be pretty lethal. Lightning is pretty lethal. Mm, so yeah. let's avoid that. Okay. You you allow the whole... You allow reality to tear for a moment. And dramatic cello music uh, with guitars begins to leak through the walls <laughs> as you hear the soundtrack play for the rest of this <laughs> fight. 
I hate when this happens, Yay. Sisalestia. What the is it fuck just is going scam, on? Or is it all Some, of us? Sometimes Sorry. this happens. It happens. It's a... Never mind. I'm gonna go to to where it to hell go. Sometimes this happens. It's such a bad explanation for this. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have any chocolate left on me? Uh. Yeah, I'm probably. You've got like a little bit in the turkey baster. You can just like squeeze. It's also out. raining chocolate. But it's raining chocolate. Like yeah, there, there You're is. You're probably covered in it. Yeah, like she is. <laughs> she she does have several spots of chocolate, and you can on her, and you can see where the blue is receding outwards from it. Like she she well, wasn't. I'm gonna go and just hmm. shove a bunch of chocolate in. <laughs> yeah, you smear some from her body and like throw, put it into down a, like onto her tongue, uh, and it does chase <laughs> away the last bits of blue inside there. You see it, her body kind of <laughs> vomit up a few blue nodules, which disintegrate under the effects of the chocolate. Um, as and you... if I've got any movement, I'd like to try and move her somewhere safer not like where there are maybe more people okay you move her into the you you pull her into the into the uh, crowd of people uh, and you hear um, you hear Tolo go uh, <laughs> go by the by the regent sorry wrong person <clears throat> by the regent I would have uh, the chocolate of course it makes sense why does it make sense? <laughs> How it's does the, it make sense? It's the part of this uh, uh, the uh, biochemistry I've been studying. Cacao's an antifungal. What? It kills mushrooms and other types of fungi. Excellent! Yay! Um, <laughs> at this point, uh, very like as the swarm is like trying to regroup around, uh, the NPCs actually get to make three attacks. Hey, two of which hit. Um, using their chocolate-laden weapons, uh, they managed to deal an additional uh, 16, 32 damage, actually, because those were some good hits that get doubled, as they smack rolling pins doused in chocolate, uh, or hurl chocolate pudding into the faces <laughs> of various members <laughs> of the into, into very, uh, faces of various people trying to trying to cure them uh, okay Eurus is unconscious and will remain so uh, which brings us to the swarm the swarm does bum rush uh, everyone except Celestia best as they can because there are still 20 members left <laughs> But they lose their coordination. They just rush inwards, regardless of uh, of other conditions. They're they're in a weird position because, given the chocolate weapons you're carrying, they're trying to. They are still trying to avoid them to some degree, but they're doing their best to attack and claw at you. Uh, so, top of the round, Corzin, you're surrounded by a swarm of uh, mycoid drones. Okay, since Eurist uh, was um, rendered unconscious, mm -hmm. have they started to act more kind of... Uh, more feral, yep. Ununified. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, I'm going to attempt to um, give, like, one attack to take the, uh, uh, the, the closest group to me, and I'm going to try and create a perimeter between me and them uh, after stepping back. 
with my second attack. Got it. Yeah, you're going to try and clear some space. Yep. Okay, make your attacks. Okay, so first attack. Okay, that's slightly better. That's 8 on 3d6. Okay. Uh, so that does 16 damage because they make their save. So four yeah. of, uh, five of them collapse backwards. Next one. Yeah, and okay, so I'm going to step back from the uh, the swarm. And I'm going to uh, attempt to um, uh, create a perimeter kind of like on the floor, so they're going to have to cross like a um, uh, at least a, a small barrier of chocolate in order to get to us. Got it. Basically, you're create yeah. So so there's no way. So it doesn't do damage to them, but if they try and get close, they will take damage. From they the are going to get it because they're having to get it on them in order okay. to. Okay, um, you create get to us. yeah. You create a. A, 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 like a, a smear of chocolate across the fl uh, the floor around you, uh, blocking off part. Of <laughs> okay, I will. Uh, can I ask you to roll damage as if it was an attack, but it won't apply immediately, please? Yes. Right. Oh, I do hope they try that. That's a twelve. <laughs> Ooh, fantastic. Okay, um, Celestia. You're stood a bit apart, and you can see the, the swarm coming close, but they're driven back a bit by Corzin, who then creates a wall, like a chocolate uh, barric barrier in, its, in their path. Uh, I still have chocolate on my sword. Yes. And there's a lot of chocolate around. Prestigitation exists as a spell. I will this let you true. combat cast prestigitation. Can I do that? Yes, you can spray a chocolate That's amazing. at them. Uh, yeah, it's, it's leveled up prestigitation as well, so we don't know if that makes a difference. Uh, do but... it. Do roll damage. Roll, roll an attack as if this were shocking grasp, uh -huh. but you do. You are doing chocolate damage. Okay, so I have to roll that. Cool. Yeah, so it is an attack roll. Um. I'm sorry, I never damage. used my spell attack. We don't really expect a hear outside the dreamfold, do we? <laughs> <laughs> Am I the first person ever to combat cast prestidigitation? Discuss. <laughs> um, that is Possibly. A 19. <laughs> okay, 19 definitely hits. Uh, roll, I guess, 3d8 chocolate damage. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I literally couldn't think of another way to get chocolate on people. Like, this is, this is where no, we're at perfect. now, kids. <laughs> um, so, eight, twelve damage. Okay, you do 24 chocolate damage as you pick up the chocolate in, smear it from the ground, smear it around, uh, pick it into, a, into three little balls, and then cause them to, to like, spray outwards. Uh, causing several of the drones to like fall over and start vomiting up their parasites. Mm -hmm. um, I'm so happy that I combat cast prestidigitation. Scamp! <laughs> hmm. Now oh, it's boy. your go. Right. There are about, um, at this point, yeah, like seven, seven of these creatures left. And they're honestly, they look like they're about to try and bum rushing the crowd through the chocolate barrier. Uh, can I Eldritch blast the chocolate barrier and like spray it? 
Yes, you can. Roll attack at the chocolate bar. Uh, three attacks at the chocolate barrier, please. Hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm poisoned still. You are. Can I use a bonus action to eat some chocolate? You do. <laughs> you just pull. You just lick chocolate off your fingers from where you've been th- shoving it down uh, World's throat. That is so unhygienic, but so in character. Yep. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I had other priorities last turn. <laughs> okay, three attacks. The lowest of which is a 21. <laughs> okay, you... Uh, yeah, that'll do it. Uh, <laughs> roll, roll damage as per the spell, but it's all chocolate damage. <laughs> that is 17. Okay, 17... Um, finish them. Yay! <laughs> um, like fireworks, but made of chocolate. As you, as you smack into the ground, the chocolate just sprays up with like, also like some gravel, uh, like like ch- chips of stone as well. So it's not all chocolate, but as it hits them, uh, they they do begin to just. Scrumble backwards. The last one doesn't get hit, but runs forward, slips on the chocolate, hits the ground, and <laughs> suddenly you are surrounded by heaving, groaning, or unconscious bodies of various members of the faculty, all quite injured <laughs> to one degree or another. As your dad, chocolate. No, Eurist is un- is, is no. magically unconscious. We Can I put some chocolate some. in? So, immediately. Okay, you. Uh, who wants to scramble up there and uh, administer some chocolate to Eurist? Well, if I can get to him, yeah. Yeah. Okay. There is a gantry that will lead up up, and you've got a less just under a minute to do it. So you grab a bit. Uh, you smear a little bit of chocolate uh, off your belaying pin. Get up there and basically f- force chocolate down his throat. Um, for this, this does work. The chocolate vulnerability takes effect, and you see, uh, and you see him shudder for a moment. The eyes flash open. Violet, <laughs> and he vomits up um, like a long strand, a complex strand of indigo nod- and violet nodules, several of which are glowing. They hit the ground. Right. Dust them in chocolate as they. Uh, oh the yeah, they writhe. You smell them in chocolate. They immediately start to disintegrate. <coughs> what in the name of threat of dead Mordin? Hello. I would like to cast aid with my magic stick and get three <laughs> people back on their feet, including okay. Guerred. Okay, you get uh, well, um, where, yeah. and the the not a dwarf. Where, you, you, in which case, also you get <laughs> Werald, uh, Tully, and Marcos both uh, all three back up. Yes, Tully. Uh, that was the third one yeah, I wanted. They are they're barely on their feet. You need to get um, them to safety soon, but they can move. They have how, five hit points. <laughs> how many of the rest of our little chocolate gathering mission can I get within sixty feet of me? Uh, all of them, I will say. 
I'm gonna use the use of my inspiration and a flare of rainbow comes out of my hair and people get 11 temporary hit points. I can do up to okay. six. It Yay. works. Several of the, like, the, I'd say about half of your of your, of your band of, um, or, or, of helpers felled from the vomit attack, but mm. the, something about the gleam combined with the chocolate used to, 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 anti uh, to, uh, to get rid of the fungal infection means that they just seem to find some strength they still look pretty out of it but they're kind of up on on magic right now mm. and they probably need to get somewhere within the next half hour to get real rest but they'll live mm. and they could move but you can see like it's weird there are little when you look there's like little multicolored flames that occasionally will like lick off their skin for a moment. Um Is that normal? Uh it's not normal up till now. It's not something you've seen before, but it but it does feel uh, frankly, they're at zero real hit points. They are oh. up on 11 temporary hit points. These people are being held up by the rainbow spirit. Not in a, like a puppetry zombie sense, oh. but you know when like caffeine is the only thing keeping you yeah. from hitting the ground, yeah. hitting uh, the ground. It's like that. Mm. Yep. Um, once they have moved these sacks for you, that's gonna be it. Uh, speaking of which, Tolo <laughs> comes up. Right, this is a ah, uh, it. It's like it's like I was working on with um uh, with uh, Pierre. Ah. Uh, We've been investigating the uses of uh, cacao as uh, actually as uh, fertilizer. Well, not fertilizer, but anti um, anti uh, uh, as an insecticide uh, for uh, crop use as well. Uh, and we discovered it was very effective against certain strains of fungi. Hmm. We'll consider this a field test. Uh, and no mistake at that. <laughs> yeah, I mean the data you're going to get from this. Eurus sets up. Thank you. This is... I... It was like I could... I could see, but... Something was just... Controlling my thoughts. Ooh, nasty. For how long? Uh, I started to... Get a sense of... Consciousness again about half an hour ago. But I remember being, I was on my way back to, uh, to when, wait, I remember now, it was, um, he snaps his fingers, it was the orc, uh, the security captain, uh, North. Yes? He grabbed hold of me and his eyes went bright purple and he just managed, he, he pushed me against the wall and vomited blue stuff right in my throat. But he wasn't showing any signs. You um, cannot show oh, so signs. Tolo, uh, at this point, Tolo thinks there does sometimes this does happen. You'll get uh, you'll get people who are carriers or or who won't show signs. But that suggests intent. This whatever this is, it must have some way of uh, masking itself in certain circumstances. Of course, that's less of a problem if now that we have a cure, but how are we going to get it to everyone? Sprinklers. Sprinklers. Yes. We're going to set a fire. 
You realise we can... actually need to do that, Scamp. Werald picks us up. You're already putting chocolate in we the fucking sprinklers. Uh, How much more fun do you want? We don't need to do that. If we get no. it into, if we get it up into the central system, if we get it up into the central system, and then we activate, and then we use a, we need to pump it up with a steam engine. But if we get it all up, and then we manually activate the full release valve from the pump controls next to the vault, mm-hmm. we should be able to spray the entire institute. There's right. a master control switch. We're, we're going to need to. Does that include the outside? Because a lot of them are outside. Yeah. Outside, I don't know. Every interior it can do, and that'll give us a good start. Um, well, maybe we can try and lure them. I was gonna say, sounds like a trap. Luring may not be a bad idea. Well, I was, um, well, I was like that. I had a sense I could call them, not just by sound. It was like I had a, I could feel all of them through my thoughts. If there's, so if we can draw could... the the big one, the this orc that got you. That might bring everyone into one place. Mm. Were, were you able right. to tell where they were? Um, yes, actually I could. I, I can't feel it now, but I could feel a sense of where they were, where there were the most of them. Um, there's a lot. Where is it? They're all over the place. Uh, there's not any, there's not many in the warehouse. Should be able to sneak in and get what you need. There's a lot in the foundry. Right. Uh, there's a lot in the library. They're all over the library. Um, there's definitely lots in the clinic, and I feel like there Makes is sense. a lot of them in the two in the security center in the armory. I feel like I feel like they were trying to get into the armory, trying to get into security. Well, they, if they got weapons, they're um, uh, and they know how to use them. They're waiting for something. Waiting for... Do you know what? Waiting for the walls. Dawn? Something about the wall. Yes! Dawn. They can climb straight on the walls. It's the, there's some. There, there's the field. Uh, the the defence is the only thing stopping them from spilling over. They want to get into Beer Barrel. They barrel. want to spread. Well, yeah. We've got to stop them before then. Yeah, this has to be done before dawn. I felt like I could see... I could remember things, things I've never seen. Hints, shadow, shades of it. Something about being connected to them all. A different time. Fighting, uh, what are the uh, sneaky people called? Yonti. Yes, them. Ah. Uh, but not... And, and they drank chocolate. Of course. Mm. Makes sense. Drank chocolate, so we couldn't get to them. They couldn't get to them. Damn it, my mind. Oh, still can't feel them anymore. But I felt like it was trying to reshape everything about how I was thinking. Sorry, that's not fun. Remember that you wanted we met in um, Porto Romasidio. Yeah. They wanted chocolate. Mm. I mean, the the 
the captain was it captain commandant well, what's it called the, the, the commandant ball of chocolate every day yeah said it was what the, they're uh, probably so fine might be all right they're probably in the security center probably fighting back at holding it trying to hold out the armory all right well uh can we get a message to them uh, to let them know that uh it's chocolate that's uh uh, that can reverse the uh, the effects of this. Marcos looks sanctum. up, shakes his head. The whole, uh, the whole of the uh, everywhere is sanctumed, unless they are in the sending room, which is unlikely. Uh, oh, hang on, yeah, that message to Lady Grace wouldn't have got there anyway, would it? Uh, you're messaging within a sanctum, so uh, with it message a si- a simple message spell within a sanctum. We've established works. If I could get a message to them. It might work. You'd but work. but like... the problem is, you need to know where they are because yeah. messages like. At least vaguely, yeah. Like, imagine a cone with, like, a 30-degree arc. It's the tins on a string spell. Yeah, it's the tins on a string spell. You need to yeah. know broadly where they are. Mm. But, um... Ugh, message is a bit too pointed. Unless we just keep... If we had loads of time, we could just keep firing them off, but we don't have loads of time. No. We should get... Uh, any speaks up. Uh, All right, we need to get to the warehouse... And try and get uh, get these crates moved. Uh, Pierre yeah. has probably got started. Uh, Pierre has probably started getting the uh, st- steam engine ready. Right. Okay. You. Let's get these crates loaded up. You head out of the dry docks, keeping a tense look. A lot of the the area around is actually currently vacant. You feel like. Eurist probably called a lot of the local ones, the local drones inside. But you scamper, you quickly scamper around to the warehouse. Um, the warehouse is empty. This section certainly, and it's not surprising why. It smells. It's it like almost stinks. It is. There is a rich aroma of cacao beans. Stemming from three large crates, which, uh, as you take uh, the ones that you're not going to try and animate, take crowbars and (laughs) crack them open, you find huge hessian sacks of cacao beans inside, uh, pre-roasted, just all they need now is processing. Mm. People start loading them up. Uh, Scamp, do you want... Uh... Right, let's get a chain going. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. I can only do one huge thing. All right. That's still useful. There's a, there's a three more of us than we were expecting. I think we might just be able to manage this, but it's going to be strained to do it quickly. So everyone, grab hold, all right? Mm-hmm. Get one of these. Eurist, actually... True to what's been heard of him, quickly begins organising and managing the group of people you have, trying to figure out how who can carry the most uh, and gathering everyone together. I can you do s- a huge and a medium. Uh, scamp, wasn't it? Yep. Just conserve for now. Let's see if logistics can do this. Grab hold of one end of a bag. Uh, you grab hold of another. Let's see if we can manage this with strength and speed. Okay, I need from everyone, both, uh, I need from everyone, uh, this is two group checks in a row, 
One athletics mm -hmm. group check and one stealth yeah. group check, please. Here we go. My athletics okay. for blood done. magic. 17. I have rolled a zero. <laughs> okay. Um, I rolled a dirty 20. Okay. No, that's not the right skill. Yes. I rolled a 10. I'm sorry, I mixed up my A skills. Okay, and I was looking at stealth acrobatics. checks, please. Stealth is... Seven. Oh, Jesus. Ten. Twelve. Twelve. Jesus. Seven. Seven. Seven, okay. These are group checks, which helps. Does it now? Yes, yeah, it but I rolled a zero. <laughs> there is a point... Actual zero. There is a point half... I've got a minus one for athletics. You're about halfway, but you begin carrying the chain with these bags about halfway behind the library when scamp you just the the pressures of it all just get to you and you just slump uh with the bag landing on you uh honestly roll a con check please 10 10's just enough you don't cry out oh wait it's a check it's a check so it's disadvantage oh that's higher all right Okay, tens just enough that you grunt a little rather than shouting out from having the heavy cacao sack land on you. Come on, give them an extra hand. Well, you and you. Here we go. Ready, steady, up. All right. Leave that one. We can come back for it. Come on, let's get what we have. You scramble quickly, quietly, lugging these heavy bags of cacao back to the refectory. You, you make it inside, just about without any of the creatures seeing you. The, I think, ten of you at this point return to, yeah, successfully yeah. make your way back into the refectory, having smuggled your way uh, past the various, uh, the, uh, the wandering groups of drones. You successfully carried three full crates worth, nearly three full crates worth, of uh, cacao uh, beans prepared, all but ready for the grinding into liquor. Uh, and immediately you can see that work uh, that uh, Pierre and the ha and the few who stayed behind have been busy. The small relatively portable steam engine uh is or already has a fire quickly built and uh, moving inside it you can see beside uh next in addition to the coals that are currently burning in there there seems to be a large keg of um probably kerosene or something to that effect mm. Uh, although at this point it probably be yeah, various uh, degraded lamp oils and alcohols because we haven't figured out the, the fracture uh, how to fracture uh, kerosene out of oil yet. Mm. But so for this purpose, this is this I'm going to say a mixture of oil, alcohol, and uh, you see one spent uh, charge of elven fire has gone into this to get the uh, fire started quickly. As a result of that, the uh, we, uh, the primary flywheel 
of the steam engine is merrily chugging away, uh, just going in circles. It's been and it has been tied up with a fan belt onto the central stirrer of what is essentially a huge, almost a whisk. Uh, it's a, there's more of a grinding component. But it has uh, clear, it has clean steel blade uh, uh, blades and grinders that are just going <laughs> in the center of this large vat. As under Pierre's uh, d- direction, the various members of the institute who are not currently drones are uh, begin unloading prepared uh, pre-roasted cacao beans. Pierre kind of. Watches this work, sticks in a spoon, takes a, a, a taste of it. About half, uh, about uh, two thirds the right for us to get the consistency right. He looks uh, uh, to you. I believe we can uh, get all of this processed, but it is going to take uh, a full hour for you to acquire enough as much as you need. Right. I recommend uh, anyone who is uh, not assisting with the uh, uh, cacao loading to uh, take the opportunity to rest a little. Sure, we'd all appreciate uh, that. Yeah, just a little sort of short rest. A little short rest. Yeah, a short rest. Not like a long one, like a short rest specifically would be very appreciated it will however what is worth noting is that this will bring you closer at the but it will bring you past five in the morning Mm -hmm. by the time your short rest is done um which you must which is you know it's going to take that long to manufacture the cacao you're going to have perhaps 45 minutes to an hour before the before the sun rises no pressure okay Hmm. once it's ready we can't hang about yep is there anything we can do to speed it up or are we we are just stuck waiting uh at this point tolo who is busy uh organizing people overhears this looks around i'm afraid not uh unfortunately we're uh Sort of limited by chemistry and mechanical engineering here. Yeah. Wait, is there a roof access here? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there is. Uh, if you, if you got through the kitchens, uh, there's you ca- there's actually a ladder that goes up to the local cistern for the sprinklers above there, and you might be able to use that, and you can use that to get to the roof. Right, uh, that'll be uh, very useful. For now, though, what I was planning on doing is just going up there and having a look at where everything is, get uh, get as high as I can, get a, um, an idea of um, how spread out all those things are. Yeah, mm-hmm. this, this cistern we want to get to, it's in the top, isn't it? Uh, Enya, uh, uh, Enya is actually doesn't respond. Uh, she's off in a corner, just taking a breather next to something. But uh, Helga, Werold, uh, speaks up, says, That's true. The primary cistern is uh, in the library dome above the rotunda. If we want to uh, get everything into there, we've essentially got to either 
get the finished vats up into directly up to the dome itself or more likely we're going to need to connect up uh, the portable steam engine to the pipe systems and then connect the pipe system up to the dome as well that should What's allow us to of do chocolate it. do we need uh pierre who's uh, who's overseeing looks over and says uh, we are going to need uh, about uh, one moment four okay we are going it is uh, going to take me uh, 15 minutes to uh, complete each of these vats so uh, we are going to need four of them total uh, and you can see there are some barrels prepared nearby. Each barrel is just about a large object. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Uh, what sort of cubic feet? <laughs> How many cubic feet are we talking? What is the limit of your cubic feet for what you're talking? 64. 64 cubic feet. Uh... I have no idea what that entails. Like, it's actually quite... I have absolutely no concept of how big that is. Uh, I None. do, and it's not great. Uh, that is that is four. That is a four-foot cube. Four-foot and a side cube. Is is that... What uh, What spell do you... Mm. Or effect do you have in mind? Bag of holding. Bag of holding. Okay. Uh, how many do I need? <laughs> cool. Bag of holding, then you can... Uh, thinking, you think about this for a moment, uh, and as you uh, and you know, you might not be the best uh, with you know, with with official, uh, you know, with, with with classical mathematics and so on. But you you you've got a pretty, you've got a not unreasonable eye for volume, uh, at least in an instinctive sense. You're looking at. It's a full-sized barrel. If you took because the bar- like the barrels that they have that they have ready to to collect the vats amount of chocolate are kind of tall and thin, uh, almost. Well, they're barrel shaped. You know, they're, they're taller than they are wide. Yeah. Um, if you were to decant the ch- liquid chocolate from the barrels once they're put in, you could just about get them into honestly at four by four that's not it's not a great amount i'm just working out how much spread over the sprinkler yeah each of those these are these are proper barrels so you'd need eight to get the entire quantity uh but you can mix and match if you pour some of the if you pour chocolate into bags of holding um that you already have or create some number of those then those will fill up and then the rest can be done by people rolling barrels mm. or you know okay. whatever other techniques you want to use let's see how many bags do i have at the moment i've lost track again i you, know i've got at least one but i don't know that i've got anything more than that you routi- you yeah, made you, more than that. F- you originally made four um you lost one when uh, it blew up into a, into an explosion of geese. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Uh, 
I think you may have lost one when you flung a bunch of explosives into the uh, into the pit of skeletons and ignited it with a I mean, that sounds bomb. like something I'd have done. Mm. I yeah. can't remember if you lost the bag or if you just pulled the keg out of the of, of, of powder out of the bag, though. Oh, oh no! Um, idea. I, th- I think we pulled the keg out of the bag. You actually. pulled the keg out of the bag. Yeah, then you have what? Marjorie was carrying it, wasn't she? No, it was Marjorie. She just dropped the bag in. She dropped the bag in. I and remember then this now. Yeah, 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 you're yeah. Right. So yeah. you currently have, you currently have two. However, uh, did you the previous day? So not the day that's just been, but like uh, your day of of travel. I'm thinking. So the 16th, it would have been. Day after Corzin's birthday. What did you do? You went to you went to a bunch of restaurants mostly, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you didn't really, you didn't use your you didn't use uh I know you didn't use your seventh level spell during that. Yeah, I tend to I tend to use it in the evening to make a bag if if you didn't, yeah, I you said that as a it. you said that as a preset thing. In which case, you currently have three bags of holding. No, yeah, oh. three, three. One blew up in, into geese. One was destroyed by Margaret, Marjorie, <laughs> and you have recreated one. Good average so far. Oh, what are we doing? <laughs> All of these sentences that make sense one after the other. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Uh, I've got three. I need eight. Isn't it? it isn't it nice that we're? Bag. Isn't it nice that we have this rule that you can create bags of holding, so you're not just destroying like a thousand gold piece artifact every time you do this. God, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it does explode itself eventually. Yeah, it will eventually so explode itself. That. So. That's the drawback. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so. I could make us some bags so we don't have to worry about the weight of these things at all. Um, I'm really worried about sending other people out there. That sounds incredible, honestly. There's Um, a pause uh, from several of the scientists who happen to overhear this and look around and... uh, Okay, just because you can't mess with the laws of nature, leave me alone. We're all... Actually, no, totally we go... Sorry... When you see it's got a wheel there, so are you talking about like putting some sort of uh, of like suspension field underneath it or something to reduce the sure for a deception check? <laughs> Fifteen. Well, you can do that thing with a disc, well. can't you? Yeah, it's yeah. that is a thing I can do. Tolo is busy, but. Seems to clock this. And, clock, there's something wrong. Yeah, yeah. there's something weird, and just doesn't, but but clearly doesn't have the time to get involved with it mm-hmm. right now. But we'll talk about it later. I mean, today is already so weird. Are you really going to question it at this point? We'll get back to it. The okay. So I could, I can make five, but it is going to cost me five spells, and I'm not going to get a, I'm not going to be able to catch my breath really. Whew. Um. The Up advantage is, though, you will not need to be rolling barrels. You will not need to bring any of these civilians with you. I think that's worth, worth it, doing. If we, can, uh, if we can reduce the number of people we're possibly putting at risk here, I think it's worth it. Also, um, do we know if there's a way in from the roof? 
Ooh. That's one of the things I was going to uh, to try and find out. Yes, you find that out. I will make five back. Also, though, let's just another, spend every spell. Another thing to consider, genuinely, um, mm. I'm running out of low-level spells, and we can't kill any of these people because they're people. Is it a bad idea to go in on our own? Because we needed the other people where we were last time, didn't we? No, last time we spent our spells protecting other people. True. You needed the other people to carry things. Yeah. No, you have a point. I think maybe you're right. Maybe we do go on our own if we can. If we don't need the other people to carry the things this time, I think it's um, worth it for putting fewer people at risk. Because if we fail, they're going to need to uh, uh, hole up in here until some other form of help arrives. Werrells intercedes. Every building, usually every room, has a pull switch to activate uh, to activate its sprinkler system. But okay, so we need to set a fire. But <laughs> once you have it in the central system, it is possible to manually ac- uh, set off all of the sprinklers by overpressuring the valves. You'll need to get the steam engine into place and overpump it. The way you want to do that, though, is, well, you're going to need to get down to the pumps, uh, to the main pump area, Uh, Sorry, not pump area. The main pipe area, uh, which is next to the vault beneath the stacks in the library. Right. So you can, if you can, you'll need to get, if you get up to the uh, dome first, you can vent the existing water. Uh, you might need to rig up a. Uh, you might need to rig up a way uh, to get it safely out without just going into the rest of the system. System, mm-hmm. and then replace it with the liquid chocolate. Then you're going to need to make your way down to the vault, through the stacks, and set up the uh, steam engine there. So up and then down. Right. You look at it. This portable. How heavy is this steam engine? The portable steam engine is around, you would guess, four hundred pounds in weight, five hundred including, uh, including, um, the including coal. It is portable in the sense that two people can carry it. Like it's, yeah, I was going to say it's going to take all three of us. Yeah, but yeah. two of you can carry it. Uh, if uh, that's the thing. <laughs> Can we? Have you seen our strength scores? Yeah, they're um, real bad. It's. I mean, Corson is very strong. The others are not that strong, but cumulative amounts. Of... It is. Magic. Yeah, it is designed <laughs> to be carried by two people. <laughs> hmm. uh, okay. l- let us say, I'm going to say that you can move with it just at half speed. Uh, if you're, if you've got two people carrying it, with a third carrying it, that's going to spread out the weight enough that all three of you can move. At normal speed, you're just going to be like stuck within five feet of each other, uh, carrying this, uh, uh, carrying this relatively small but still pretty chunky 
uh, steam engine. Bear in mind, this steam okay. engine is like okay. not, not meant not for the size for eventually running like railroads. This is a steam engine of a size to power a, a like a loom or or an automatic yeah. weaving machine. Hmm. I'm imagining right. something with bellows. Yeah. So, if I make us all fly, then we don't have to worry about going up and down. We just have to go down. That's true. You have a point also, there. Also, we've got to make sure we don't drop it. That's the other thing. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. I would recommend maybe we tie ourselves to it. I think we should, with it. honestly, yes. I only trust one of us to not drop a thing. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, and Corzin starts reeling out some of his rope. <laughs> What's the distance between us and this uh, library dome? And uh, is there a way in? That's the thing we need to find. So, so to be, for, to answer that, I need someone, any one of you, to make a luck check, please. He's feeling lucky. Shall I? Yeah, cousin. <laughs> okay. By the way, as the crow well, flies... You did, you did roll double ones. Just for... Well, yeah. I didn't roll a one. Uh, you rolled triple seven. ones this episode. I did. Yeah, seven. Okay, uh, one. The uh, amongst the survivors here, uh, none of them are either the architect or really, or really spent a lot of time in the in the in the upper section of the library. Um, the I will say that um, Enya, who is sat by who is sat in a corner. Not really talking, but looking up at, uh, uh, but beside the chul chitin carving, incomplete carving, kind of oh. speaks up and says, "I've mostly work. I've mostly spent time in the lower, uh, in the lower library where the books are. I, uh, I do remember." When we installed the cistern, um, I think there's a cupola. Uh, there was originally going to be a bell there, but we never got it put in. Mm. So there's there might be an access hatch from there. Right. That's something. Okay. One would assume there'd be an access hatch. The if not, we'll make one. Yeah. We're not above pushing holes in the roofs of libraries. Not at all, no. Not in this situation. Given the circumstances, or I ever. think that's probably, um, yeah. You <laughs> might have better luck just getting in and then opening a window if you want to bring in something that size. The hatch, if I remember, a cupola like that's probably only going to have a hatch large enough for one person to enter at a time. But there are upper floor windows below the dome. But if we got one of us in and then that one opened the window, that could work. Yeah, that could work. Anyone's feeling window opening? <laughs> uh, well, I've opened a few windows in my time. Mm. I too have previously opened windows. <laughs> but only one of us has I usually tools. open them with fire. <laughs> Helga actually pop. Uh, cuts in again. Fire's going to be important. As is... But in a library? <laughs> uh, well, 
there is one aspect to consider. The library books do actually, the library shelves do have shutters that come down to protect them uh, from the sprinklers if they go off. And those are placed down at the end of the day. So we are on, so there's likely to be relatively little damage, but. That's good. That's good to know. But you, do you have a means of creating magical cold and heat? Yes. Good, because you're going to want to cool that steam engine down before you pick it up. Mm. Oh, right. That makes sense. You can do cold, can't you? Oh. Yeah. Good. I have one spell that I think maybe does cold some of the time, but it's about a seventh of a chance-ish, or maybe an eighth. Celestia just blasts a rainbow hole (laughs) through through the entire (laughs) library. And literally anything could happen. Uh, Just thinking about a thing from the point of view of physics here. um, Would Corson know... It seems like there's at least a chance he'd know that... um, if it's made out of metal, like expansion and contraction rapidly due to um, uh, rapid change in uh, temperature, might be something that would buckle it. Uh, you do know that, and you uh, <laughs> you do know that, and you are welcome to point that out. Um, I'm conf- yeah, um, okay. Go, go on. Or if we're gonna uh, have to cool it down rapidly, we're gonna have to do it very carefully so that the thing doesn't explode. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. I, out of character, am having trouble picturing what the hell we're doing and what the hell this thing is. Um, so, please uh, help just me. Just <laughs> to give you a description, then. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now, what is happening is there is a essentially a huge, huge uh, cake mixer. That is making chocolate. Yes, I've making got that. And that we need is to take tied it to the library. To, that is tied up to a uh, to a device which is basically a small furnace, a small portable furnace and boiler mm-hmm. with a flywheel on the top, big spinny uh, metal wheel, mm-hmm. which is connect, which has cables connected up to the mixer. This thing is about the size of a water cooler. Yes, but why are we worried about moving it? I'm confused. Uh, because you're going to need to take it to the library so that you can hook it up to the pumps. Uh, sorry, not the pumps, to the pipes. At the base of uh, underneath the library, in order to force a mass sprinkle of uh, of chocolate across the entire uh, complex, yeah, without need to needing pressure. to pull all of the uh, all of the uh, sprinkler. Um, but why do we need levers? the steam engine from here to do that? I'm confused. There's only one. There is only one. Okay. It's the only means by which we can uh, get it to go all over the um, how complex does, at yes, once. Yes, but how does that connect to everything? Like, why? Because the pressure that's built up from the steam engine will force all of the. Um, uh, yeah, I get that pressure. in principle. What hmm. I don't get is if we take the steam engine to the bottom of the library, like, what the hell is it connecting to to make all so, the sprinklers go ah, off? So, to clarify that, you might recall uh, when you went Sorry, down. Sorry, it took me a minute no, to no, like, no, formulate what I was actually confused about. Uh, so, <laughs> you, good, what, good. you might remember when you went down to the vaults originally, I described that there were a series of large pipes yes. uh, nearby. So what? Uh, so we what, have to overload them with steam from the steam engine. Yes, basically, uh, because those are, because as World is explaining, they are connected 
from the big cistern up in the top of the library mm -hmm. to all of the sprinklers everywhere. Cool. Thank you. I realised that I didn't understand and I was going to keep asking weird questions that were not on point because I didn't, so I thought I'd just take that minute there. Yep. Yeah, no, now I get absolutely it. Absolutely yeah. fair. Thank you for asking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know when you're like, no, I don't understand what we're doing. I thought I did, but I yeah. don't. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Let's do that now, though, rather than when we're doing it. Um, yep. Huh. I feel like a version of this happens in character because yeah, Celestia just... is not mechanically minded. She like Weald yeah, has to sit down with her and be like, okay. <laughs> so. Yeah, there's a few minutes where Weald explains like the whole uh, uh, the, the whole layout to you. Okay, I get it now. Thank you. That makes sense. By the way, the library itself, as the crow flies or as the scamp flies, may, as the case may be, mm -hmm. uh, is pr probably the dome is around 300 feet from the top of uh, from the roof of this building. Mm -hmm. Okay, how many turns is that? I should say out of character because turns don't exist. What are turns? Uh, if you're <laughs> if you're dashing twice and moving once, three. Mm. It'll take you about thirty seconds at a dash, essentially. Is is what you would guess. If you're flying. Okay. Yeah, because your flight speed is so, sixty feet. We make all these bags. We yes. fill them with chocolate. Yes. Nothing's yep. going to go wrong there. Everything's fine. We fly from one roof to the other, carrying a massive lump of machinery. Yes. Find ourselves a window to go through. Mm, if there is one, which we're not 100% on. <laughs> if there isn't, we make one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then we put all the chocolate in the cistern, wake our way downstairs, hook up our machine, and then we need to draw all of the... The, the mushroom people indoors. Yeah, any that are left outside. How do we do Which that? Which means finding their big boss. There was, we think there was another, another node thing. Hmm. And if we can get that one's attention, we can probably get them all inside. Well, prior to um, being released from their influence, uh, didn't Eurist say that? Um, he had an idea of where the uh, the other node was. Yes. Eurist. Eurist uh, comes over from where he's been helping uh, shovel uh, uh, cacao beans. Uh, yes, how can I... How, how can I help? Um, the other big boss mushroom person. Where? I'm not 100% sure, but I felt like it was... I felt a focus around... Um, Probably around the security bastion next to the gatehouse, because mm. uh, they because you can't we can't get over the uh, they can't get over the walls right now. Uh, if the only way to open the gatehouse uh, safely once it's on full lockdown is to is to access it from the security center, so they're probably there. Mm. As right, how much sense. of your memory did you have? Like, did you know all of the details, or are they working it out as they go? I felt like it was... It, once things got clear, really clear in my head, I felt like it could, it, could read, it could read my thoughts as well as... It was forcing my body and my, and my will, but it could also... I, I think it knew what I knew, but only while, I, okay. while, it's, while it still had hold of me. 
Mm. Right, okay. so now that you're you're not part of that system anymore, it doesn't know what you know anymore. And I felt like it didn't have that with most people. It was just those that had gotten a real hold around. Mm. All right. Okay, but whoever it's, it's got is, like, in a similar way to you, is bound to... They're going to be hard to trick, aren't they? We can't just go, oh, it's a good thing we've got a secret exit here inside this library. And oh, it's running. a good thing it's me controlling the wall climbing enchantment. Well, if you ask nicely, I'll turn it off. <laughs> We're all dancing. You have a... You make a good point, though. Once we get this chocolate cistern in place... That's probably going to be two minutes, maybe three at a push, of being able to of actual sprinkling, with a short delay of a minute or so while the chocolate propagates through the system. So once you activate the steam engine you are going to want to lure them inside, get as many of them inside as you can before uh, within that sort of four minute window Mm. you're going to need to set it going and get to wherever this central node is quickly you said you can it would probably you were thinking it'd take you about 30 seconds to fly from the roof here to the roof, uh, to the dome over there, right? Yeah, I think so. Then my guess is it'll take around, she thinks, a minute or less from the library to fly directly to that security centre. Mm. Which means once, as soon as you get the engine pumping, you're going to want to get straight over there. Right. So hurry. One thing you're going to want to... How do we get the engine pumping? How long does it take to get going? Once you've got it in hooked up, which might take anywhere from 20 seconds to a minute, depending on uh, how quick you are and how experienced you are with machinery. (laughs) (laughs) So, maybe an hour? Yeah. Not that long, but if you're working quickly, it could take a little while. Um, You're going to want to get it heated quickly. Uh, We can give you another of the... uh, quick start mixtures that we have prepped up Mm. Uh, but then it's probably going to take another at least another 30 seconds or so Mm. to really get going you'll know when it's ready because the um, she points you can see the the flywheel seems to have a bright red circle like in the centre of the rapidly spinning wheel there's a red dot there. When it stops looking like a spinning dot and starts looking like a circle, it's going fast enough. Right. At that point, you can leave it on its own 
then it should keep going. But it you're will going work. to you're going to want to uh, to make sure it doesn't um, it doesn't get stopped before then. Okay, okay. And that's when you're going to want to start flying. Eurist says. One thing to consider is that I remember uh, it's felt like from uh, from what it was there, I was controlling everyone else around me. Like I could, I could direct them, and they felt like they were sharing um in some of my, I suppose you'd call it salience. So, I think well, you're. You it, might. <laughs> I don't think I've ever called anything salience in my life. <laughs> well, the central node, the um, the nexus. If you take them down, every all the rest of them are going to get a lot denser. They're more likely more to animalistic, just animalistic, like they were after we took you down. Which means anything is going to draw their attention. So even if we make just make a lot of banging of pots and pans and things, it's going to draw them inside. That might be easier. Oh, we're very good at that. But if we I get word around to open the doors and make sounds when you hear the sprinklers go on, mm. that's yep. probably easier than relying on a central thing that might understand that we're trying to do a ruse. But you're going to yeah, need to stop. Yeah, but we still stop. need to take it out. We do. You're going to need to stop with the nexus, or it'll do the smart thing and push as many no uh, as many of those creatures outside as it can. Right, that's priority then. I have a question. So, Pierre is currently making all the chocolate into liquor. Mm. And the reason they weren't coming in here is because there was a chocolate fountain. Mm. You're not going to be safe in here anymore. That is part of it. Yes. They know they've known not to come in earlier. So as soon as you leave with the chocolate, we're basically live we're basically surviving on a bluff. We're going to keep a little, arm ourselves with it, mm-hmm. but we need to give you the, li- the lion's share. Yeah. Make sure you've got everything on the dessert tray. I was actually going to ask Pierre if I could big a canteen or two, because uh, I'm starting to worry about not having many low-level spells, and the chocolate bomb thing worked really well. Not at all. It did, didn't it? Yeah. We'll, we'll get some canteens ready for you. I've got four Thanks. more of them. Great. Uh, I don't have any bombs. <laughs> Speaking of which, actually, you can... No, that's what I mean. I've got four more bombs. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And you've got your capsule thing, which is great. I do, yes. The... Might ne- and I can make some more chocolate. Soaker. You can make some more go- chocolate. I can, I can make two more bowls of chocolate. That's pretty helpful. And you can, reserve, yes. you can reload your 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 super soaker canisters now from like the from the little chocolate which I fountain. will do. Yeah, without which I absolutely will do. If I can get yeah. a few vessels, I might load some things from the chocolate fountain. Roll two d six, please. Cool, because I mean, there's a there's a yep. kitchen, so there's bound yep. to be some. But yeah. Uh, oh, eleven. 
you are able to get 11 travel canteens of liquid chocolate. Mm-hmm. I make a chocolate canteen bandolier for myself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the It is... Uh, uh, <laughs> and Twitch, I think, no doubt. It's worth <laughs> noting that the armory will, pro- will certainly have bombs as well. Mm. This is definitely one for um, next year's Christmas song. 11 canteens of chocolate. <laughs> ah, yes. Oh, speaking of which, actually, um, Helga is gonna, uh, going to say something. Uh, sorry, sorry. Um, what, uh, Captain? Uh, what was the name again? Uh, Horace. Yes, that's right. Sorry. I... No, that's... Sorry, he was confused because it's Commodore now. Captain's beneath him. Commodore. (laughs) Boys, it is then. Um, If you get the chance, uh, I don't think it's going to be a lot of help for you here, but on the stair... It's not far from the... It's near the stairwell down from the cupola. uh, Sorry, from the dome. Lab 42 in the library. She reaches into a pocket and tosses you a key. Something there that you might find useful that I've been working on with a friend. Can you tell us what it is? Uh, Will I? Oh, it's Yeah, will I know it when I see it? It's an experimental type of of rifle. Uh, it's a carbine, actually, so it's uh, suit- It's a rifled carbine, so suitable for a halfling, and it's uh, it's designed to be silent. <gasps> oh, well, that's brilliant. Close as damn it. There's still some sound. You have to wind it up manually, but it's based on power on pre- uh, compressed air. I mean that's pretty bloody good. One of Very a kind good, that. Yes. So wow. do take care. <laughs> I absolutely will. Well, lots to do. Yes. Yeah, I'll make a start on these bags. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything else we need to do to prep? I'm trying to think. I'd better go and uh, Other than work rest. on the roof. Yeah. Yeah, you have a look on the roof. Best Do you want to borrow my climber's kit? Uh, uh, no, there, there should be a ladder up there. Uh, there is a ladder. Fine. Yeah. So, causing you clamber up to the roof. Uh, can I have a stealth check with advantage and a perception check, please? Okay, stealth check with advantage. Uh, that is uh, 15. Cool. And perception and check, please. Perception. Also with advantage because sight first. Natural 20. Okay. Uh, So, looking around, you... It's as much sight as sound, actually. First of all, you can tell that the... uh, that um, you can see coming up towards the end, like, by by the time you're a bit into this rest, you're not you're not quite seeing pre-dawn, but the dark sky is starting to get shades of blue in it, in a way that's making mm-hmm. you a bit uncomfortable. Mm. This, 
the sun the sun will rise may rise sooner than you like um and in terms of what you're looking for yes you can absolutely see the cupola uh from across from the refectory the dome actually goes a little bit higher than the refectory roof uh it is indeed the highest structure in the whole compound apart and it does actually rise up a little bit further than the walls um there is a cupola atop the dome and you can uh, and with a 20 you can see uh there is a figure in it um you just make out the glint of violet glowing eyes They don't seem to notice you, but whoever is up there, actually, you can actually make out who's up there, like a natural 20. You have you have multiple yep. eyes, so you get good focal vision. You recognize, although her skin has gone deep, uh, has gone blue and her eyes are glowing, uh, a hu- the human woman uh, in her black uniform and beret who guided you around the vault earlier today uh, or earlier, well technically the previous day Sylvia Culpepper and she seems to have a similar level of cognizance as Eurus did she on her own? Um, that's a good question actually. with an actual 20 you can't you can't see anyone like you know clinging to the dome or anything but you do catch glimpses of figures moving seemingly aimlessly inside the library the lights are off but there are people moving within and again there's just telltale hints of blue you would guess the library itself is probably full of drones okay so she happens to be up there, but she's not there. Um, the let's see what else you would see. Uh, otherwise, as before, you see groups sort of clustering and moving around. Although there is a slow movement of drones towards the uh, security center and armory, and you can distantly hear the sounds muffled uh, by the building of at least three pistols going off or actually no they wouldn't be using pistols necessarily uh so actually no you, what you can hear is the sound of muffled uh impact weapons things like blunt instruments maybe you hear the clang of metal uh similarly there, there is definitely a fight going on but it's not but it's it's interspersed it's it feel from listening for a while it sounds like it's coming in waves as if people are are assault yeah are are periodically assaulting a fortified position okay okay when i come back down i will say so um good news and bad news looks like most of them are heading towards the uh, security area and are kind of attacking that in waves but i think i managed to get a uh, a positive um look at the other person who's the uh, other note and it was that lady who was showing us around earlier she's still in the library right well i just saw her passing by a window there's there were 
it felt like there were a couple of people like me, but one really strong one. So she might be like I was, but there might be some, uh, but not the Nexus itself. I have a question for you, Yorist. Um, do you think you were picked for any particular reason? Or was it random? I know they got me early. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, Captain North uh, putting that parasite in me himself. So prob- it might just be that it's had longer to mature, or it might be that just happens to be because I was directly changed. Mm. Rather than mm. because of who you are in this place. Oh, but I don't know, I was wondering... Although, actually, no. Um, I mean, I am... I am one of our main administrators. Well, you're a manager, that's what I was thinking. ...herself, so I would know the... I do know the entire layout by But that's large. the thing, as does this lady, because she gave us a tour, she knows everything. And, She's one of the security officers. And the nodes can have their minds read. Yeah. So he was... After, Maybe you're right. Maybe it is tactical. He's trying to get... Inf- he was going for people who'd give him useful information. If I was picking people and I wanted to know, I'd pick someone like you. Um, yes. You're not at the top, so you're not the hardest to get to. But you know everything. And she's similar. She's not. She doesn't run the place, so she wouldn't be in a fortified location particularly, but she does know everything. It's a clever well, move, like honestly. Are going to make it easier for them to get at the people at the top. Mm. And also, she's got keys, right, to everything. Like she was unlocking things as she took us round. Mm. He's probably gone for yeah. uh, administrator rune carver as well. Then she'd be another obvious choice. Yeah. Well, do we and have to save her? <sighs> <sighs> just, just checking. I know. Ugh. Must we? <sighs> I think if we're going to uh, defeat this um, uh, this threat and make sure it doesn't get any further, we have to, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, I have another question, just sort of generally, to anyone around. Uh, have any of you seen Lady Grace? There's, um... I didn't want to ask, because I didn't want to think about it, but just in case anyone has a lovely answer for me. Um... No, this is a point, though. Uh... We haven't had a chance to look for it yet. Eurist... There's no point till after the hour. Eurist mm. frowns and shakes his head anyone um, else if not it's it's okay I just thought I'd ask um actually I will say that um the uh Tully the maintenance uh, lady kind of says oh, I before I hit uh, when I was hiding myself in that cupboard there was a great big battle that went on uh, that sounded like it went on uh down on the bottom floor uh I think we saw some of that, uh, some of the uh, fallout from that. Mm-hmm. Felt like it was well over a hundred people or so on trying to uh, uh, involved. So they probably fought in that, but beyond that, don't know. Uh, they likely left the building. Mm. Mm. Right. I guess we just keep an eye out and hope for the best. Yeah. The just worried, you know. Divino uh, Marcos. Oh, yeah. Or frowns. What, what I find interesting is that the defenses on the walls are still up. 
Those should have run out of uh, battery by now. Oh. Possibly. What could have uh, caused them to stay up this long? Is it a wizard that keeps them up? There are a small number of uh, uh, wizard uh, of uh, magical members of staff. If they are have been brought to uh, the core enchantment uh, node in the armory, then it is possible that they are uh, making adjustments to help extend its lifespan. I mean, yeah, right. Lady Grace has a wizard with her, Vivian. Yeah. They could be defending them. That would make sense. And, frankly, adding another wizard because they might have lost one or two. Yeah. That makes sense. I don't think there's any point going to look for them because if we get no, fucked up right looking now. for them, then we fuck the whole thing. But, ugh. you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make some bags. See, um, you make some bags. If you need me, I'll be sat by this weird picture thing. All right. Cool. <laughs> Made of dead things. <laughs> you head over and you can see Enya has um, one of the chitin pieces and is just somewhat tentatively using a little little carver's chisel and hammer to, to, to work some engraving onto it. Don't mind me, just gonna break all the laws of magic for a bit. Alright. I suppose that's something. Making some last minute additions. Calls and says, indicating the uh, the thing she's working on. Yeah, it's looking good. Oh, I try to do a little when I can, but it's hard. It, she shudders a little. Ah. Always makes me think of the nightmares when I'm doing these. <laughs> nightmares oh I've had them since uh, had them since I was a little girl I some of my best pieces I get almost all the way through and then I just just can't keep going because of the nightmares it's strange it's not like I get flashes of them or anything it's just I just get that same sense of fear Oh. Sympathy on the nightmares. If anyone yeah. wants yeah, to examine so... the um, engravings, by the way, uh, the, the sculpting, then please make an investigation check. Um, I mean, we're not doing anything oh, yeah. else, are we? Yeah. Sure. Are we still exhausted? Uh, you will yeah. be exhausted until you take a long rest. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thank you, I'd forgotten. Fifteen. Eleven. Four. Hey. <laughs> uh, cause and only can make a history check with advantage. Okay. Okay, that is... Oh, it's another fifteen. Okay. Well, it actually takes you a few minutes of, of examining it to work it out. Um, but causing you would know... You know this location. Um... You have in your travels visited it once as part of your long-standing quest of gathering information. Mm. Um, though this is as it was, not as it is now. You recognise the port of Monraven. 
there are something about the layout of the buildings the structures and you see that although incomplete uh, a lot of it's incomplete in the sections where it is complete there you can see rising tides chul creatures made of water and other creatures besides you do actually notice um a small handful of what you think are sourgeen on the edges of one of the panels and on and you can make out the light like there are started to be sculpted in but abandoned just what look like five rays or lines leading from the top of the sculpture where stormy clouds have been started to depict down and inwards um there is also something or someone maybe maybe a bipedal shape it's kind of hard to work out in the very center but that's only been started on and it looks to have been abandoned you ever been to mon raven she looks distant for a moment when i was very young uh, i think um my parents uh, I'm an only child, and hmm. the, uh... No, I, I, I was told that I was from Monraven. Uh, why? Well, just that I think I've seen other arts depicting what you're depicting there, and, well, I'm sure you've, um, recreated it very faithfully. It's even to a certain extent, change the coastline these days from what they did. From what? You said that um, this was inspired by dreams you'd had? Ah, yes. Mm. Always very tumultuous. <laughs> mm. Lots of... They always get very confused. Sometimes I'm swimming and sometimes I'm not. <laughs> and there's these people. And what people? All sorts of people. It's there's uh, these these shark type people, but there's other dwarves and there's halflings and. And I feel like I should know their faces, but I don't. And there's two people. She just starts chipping again. Two people? Oh, what? You said and there's two people. Oh, end. right, uh, yes. You were More... saying lots of people, but then you separated and said uh, two people. Right, there's a couple of people in the... Um, dreams that come back sometimes there's there's the 
waving go. Um, dwarf girl waves at me. Sometimes she's. It's all out out of. It's always out of a bit about out of sync, and sometimes she shows up in other dreams and. And then there's and strokes his chin, <laughs> and uh, I remember one actually. It wasn't a nightmare. She was just sitting on a pier. It was a calm day. Storms on the horizon, and it was like she was asking whether I wanted to take a boat. I had something important to do and I couldn't. She shakes her head. Continues chipping. Is this from your life or is this completely left field? These dreams? Ah, throughout my life. Uh, for, uh, since, uh, uh, since I was, uh, uh, since I was a girl. Um, but they're not anything from your life. Um, well, I mean, maybe I don't remember. And you've never been to Monraven, but that's Monraven. Uh, I've been told it is. Uh, I, I've been told I've been to Monraven. I didn't know that was Monraven. These, it's just the city I see, I see sometimes in my dreams. When were you in Monraven? Uh, if I was, it was when I was a little girl. Uh, that would have been... Back in uh, 1718, uh, there sorts of that sort of time, 1715s. Meaningful uh, nod. <laughs> when was the Kraken attack? Uh, 1718. Ah. Oh. Did you? Did you start uh, sculpting this recently, or is it a long oh, time? Oh, uh, I mean, I've done variations on the on these designs. I do a lot of nautical themes. I spent spent some of my later years by the sea. I actually went uh, af- after I was readopted by the clan. I grew up for a few decades in the mountain homes, and then back out on. Uh, uh, then I went to Dove tra- uh, went to Dovetail and. Uh, the whole university thing happened there and I started used to be driftwood uh, but I got really got into you know bone as a material and actually I got the kite in recently as I said uh, there, there's just a few months ago uh, one washed up on well sort of washed up on the shore got brought down by some farmers uh, you know, by some fishermen and they sold the sold the kite in and I had it bought in auction and as part of my requests and and I was working solidly for about a month um, I got to the centre and I just can't really can't really carve him him? who? who? is it a specific person that you know? you said him Ah, I've been having trouble with the central figure. Not sure what they, 
what to do with it, you know, artist block. Hmm. Are the nightmares blocking you? Just... I just I... feel uncomfortable when I get there and... Understandable. It's okay. Can't quite pin it down. I know he's... and young with old eyes hmm. okay. is it anyone you've actually seen ah uh, no no you know how it is you get figments want to get an inspiration Yes, of course. Um, I make this offer knowing it's strange and knowing that it might be something you'll say no to. It's an offer. There's not pressure. But I'm quite good with nightmares and with dreams and with memories. I've had experience dabbling in all three magic-wise. If you ever wanted help, if you ever wanted to uncover anything, it's an option. If you don't, also completely okay. But seeing as I have the option, I thought it would be bad not to offer. No guarantees, but got to the bottom of, you know, lost memories and funny dreams before even if you just wanted to have the nightmare not alone I mean point. that's a, a bit of oh, mad, magic stuff yeah dreams sound, are funny things <laughs> doesn't sound terrible yeah. be nice to nice to have some company hey who give me a night off my own he was looking for someone Mm-hmm. She blinks and you know continues carving. Who? He said he was looking for someone. <sighs> Maybe. I don't know. Well, uh, the offer stands. Right. Um, You know what? When we're not all running from our lives for, from mushroom people. Um, sure. Yes, that's a small thing. Okay. Yeah, I'll... I'll take you up on that. Hey, the worst thing that happens is you have the same thing with some company. Might be nice. Sure. Come exactly. Uh, come join me in a dream of bring your own beer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try not to bring my own dream. That'll get very weird. <laughs> <laughs> I can probably. Oh, you don't beer, want to though. see mine. It's all seas of fire. It's no fun at all. What well, is it with fire? So we've got mm. two fire dreamers and two water dreamers in this current group, haven't we? Yeah. Mine's a real place, though, which is worrying. Mm. I mean, technically so is mine. It's just one that I'm not in anymore. Oof. Yeah. Sounds like you have had a lot of experience with dreams. Yeah. And nightmares and stuff. We have, as it so happens. Yeah, we're quite intimately familiar with dreams and nightmares. Hence the offer, uh... There's not going to be exactly judgment from over here. No. (laughs) 
thanks for um, taking an interest and also saving all of our lives thus far. That's that's really well. You know, you let's know. hope we can keep it up. That would be great. Yes. Uh, I would hate to. I mean, like you know, I'm not currently finishing it because I can't focus on my work. But I really would like to not be prevented from finishing my work because of the end of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll do our absolute level best about that because um, yeah, we we would quite like to see this uh, the uh, sunrise. Yeah. End. <laughs> yes. 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 Would like to see the see the day after tomorrow. That'd be nice. God, you've had a bit much of that kind of thinking lately. Oh. Yeah. I was thinking it was probably a bit. A bit tense, to put it lightly, over in Newmark. Um, though I think we're getting a bit of a taste of that here. And was it when we got assassinated, like two days ago or something? <sighs> assassinated. Oh, it's a little bit longer than that. Longer than that, don't know. And then there was a whole battle with loads of dead people. It's been a lot, to be honest, darling. One of oh. our crewmates We've had a busy lost time. a leg in an explosion. Well, not an explosion in a battle with dragon. Like a fire creature. Yeah, a fire oh. dragon. Fire dragon lost mm. his leg in a dragon. Mm. Wow! But you know, we also um, found some really nice places to eat uh, and procured an ice ship. So it's not all been bad. Got to say, last Petter's Day, my main worry was uh, trying to uh, sort out the auto-loading mechanisms for the experimental artillery pieces. Of course, that sounds practically lovely compared to this, doesn't it? Yes. Mm. And I was thinking, uh, and I was I thought I was just going to go mad with frustration, but... Um... Yeah. So I have it pretty well off for the nightmarish end of the world scenario notwithstanding <laughs> ah, end of the world <laughs> yeah let's yeah, make sure that's be, a long me. long long way off Ooh. I mean it's not like the will uh, well okay but, uh, you know Moradin willing <laughs> it's not like it's the end of the it's going to be the end of the world like in the next couple of centuries or anything is it <laughs> I'll take all the help I can get on that front, frankly. Stick quietly lights up a pipe and has a swig of whiskey and just sort of, you know, like hysterical half giggling. Yeah. Like yep. Absolutely. <laughs> well, a pipe uh, of tobacco again, may I add? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the support. It's all right. Of course. Hey, if I've got spells hey, left to tomorrow help. night, I'll help you out. Then, if I haven't, it can be done from a distance because it's dreams well then I'll see you in my dreams don't take that as a proposition <laughs> well you know I've, I've actually got a date coming up so Ooh. you know even if you did oh well very well done yeah if I live uh, not, not, when I say well done I mean good luck This that's <laughs> still not sounding right you can definitely tell me well done for getting a date that's exactly how I feel to be honest <laughs> Not offended, you're all good. Oh, good. Certainly something to be <laughs> celebrated. Anyway. <laughs> and indeed, you gather up your canteens of chocolate, uh, get some rest, bandage your injuries a little, wipe off. Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get to have a short rest. <laughs> no, you don't. 
Uh, are you injured at all? I'm casting for 50 You're... minutes straight. No, but are you injured? Yeah. Are you injured? Yeah. Yes, I'm on 39 hit points. Oh, Jesus, you can probably do a song of rest in there at the very least. Yeah, I'll least. do a song of rest. Um, I don't think you get that unless you're taking a rest. Oh, shit, you don't, do you? Uh, it's all right. Like, I will be all right. We just need to keep me from getting hit until we get to the place. Mm. It'll be fine. Coulson will put a cure wounds into you at the very least. <laughs> oh, save your slots. We're going to need them to get up again. I've got some. This, this I can spare. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'll wait until one of us needs it because I'm worrying a little about spells, to be honest. Completing yep. your. I will do a song of rest for anyone else who wants it. Though. Eight more hit points. Six hit Yay. points for a song of rest, gang. Congrats. <laughs> you take the opportunity to rest, create a bunch of uh, expanded bags of holding. What do you want to use for your bags of holding, by the way? Because they don't need to be actual bags. Like, if you want to just get some beer, if you want to just get some, like, uh, bottles or. Uh, 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 like you can literally get beer bottles with corks or like lemonade bottles and expand the interior space for the purposes of this or you can make I mean, them actual something bags like a, a, a canteen might be useful something that isn't yeah. going to smash if we drop it okay yeah uh in which case i well currently celestia has all of the canteens but if you're happy to sacrifice some canteens oh, yeah, to scout, totally. yeah, yeah. then how many canteens do we need uh, Do I have all the canteens uh, that are available? You, yeah, you've grabbed eleven. Is like all of the canteens that are in the kitchen. There's, okay, just, there's there, a lot of people take them back to their. Uh, there's, there's a real problem with staff members just like sna- na- nabbing the canteens so for their coffee. I'm going to give five of those to Scamp. Yeah, so you get five of them to Scamp. Scamp, um, it's weird just looking down these because they're uh, down these because they just the inside becomes cavernous. But they're made of the same material. They're made of the same like metal. <laughs> um, had you used a bottle, it would have gotten really weird, optically speaking. But you are able to fill each of these with uh, with chocolate from the vat as the liquor is produced. Um, several uh, several people stop uh, Pierre de Petit Pois instinct to try and add like whipped cream and uh, <laughs> and things to it. <laughs> Chili. It's <laughs> like delicious, but not necessary right now. <laughs> when this is all over, when this is all over, that I can see, I have so many inspirations. Not now, not now. <laughs> yes, but it's to kill zombies, darling. Like, right, right, write it down, write it down, Pierre. Come on, come on. <laughs> And then, um, with all of this prepared, (laughs) I love him. One last thing, one last thing to do, actually. Scamp, can I have an arcana check from you, please? To to safely and evenly cool the uh, okay, are tides active? No, they can be. Yeah, because otherwise I have disadvantage, and that feels like a bad thing like, to so we bad. blow up this engine. Okay, mm-hmm. tides are active. Okay. Oh no. Okay. Um, nineteen. Okay. With a with careful focus, you manage to evenly distribute the frostbite magic to chill this uh to chill it back uh, to quiet kill the fire you, you kill the fire quickly and then you carefully chill the metal until it is merely uncomfortably warm 
as opposed to blazing hot. Mm. And also, so just because, uh, so just for, so that you're prepped for next time, please roll two d one hundreds. Ninety-seven and fifty-five. Didn't we just have a ninety-seven? Oh, don't worry. Ninety-seven and he's flipping through table fables. So yeah, we're going excited. to table fables oh, for this dear. one. So right, ninety-seven, fifty-five. You feel two different possibilities, as ever. Um, you have a sensation that you could become eminently concealed or you feel a, or you feel a need to know when sun will rise in a good way uh, do, do either of them feel like they're going to be harmful no, neither of them feel harmful, but the latter one feels distracting. Okay, let's not be distracting. <laughs> okay. In which case... Although, oh god. Yeah, no, this could be complicated. Up to Whatever you. Whatever it is. So you're going for the sense of being concealed, eminently concealed? Oh, this is going to get me killed, but yes. <laughs> Okay, roll a d4, please. Four. Scamp vanishes from sight. Scamp. Oh, fuck. This is going to get me killed. Scamp, where have you gone? Scamp. Scamp, uh, Scamp is still right there, and you and you hear them, but for the I'm next here, I'm here. four minutes, you are under a greater invisibility effect. It okay. does not require concentration, but you are just invisible. Is this is this one of those things that's just happened? Are you okay? Yeah. You don't have like I mean, yes. an extra head or anything. Yes. On the bright side, though, for that you are not compelled for the next ten minutes to stare at the current location of the sun. Oh God. <laughs> okay, okay, that's that's not too bad. Whew, sorry, you you disappeared, and it was only a few days since we thought you were dead in the night. Um, so. Oh no, no, this is. Uh... Do you have any idea how this long is, this is going to last? Um, four minutes. But we can't really wait around, can we? No, You're not, not really, I'm afraid. No, you can't. The sun will rise sooner this than you This is going to get complicated. Um, oh, well. Okay. In which case, invisible with your uh, with your canisters of holding and bags of holdings. You've got literal bags <laughs> full of chocolate as well. Uh, st- filled to the brim with chocolate liquor, and your chill uh, and your cooled steam engine at the ready, you prepare to make a trip to the library, and that is where we'll pick up next time. Thank you all for uh, very much for playing. Thank you all very much for listening, and farewell from all of us here at Flintlocks and Fireballs. Fair seas and natural twenties. The foe we face inspires such fear, except when facing chocolatiers. These magnet drones say are of war, when facing Pierre de Petit Pois.
So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Cassinier. No kraken storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear.